and welcome to the DMs Book Club, a podcast where we read about some Dungeons and Dragons and how and how we might implement it in our role playing campaigns. Uh, as it always is now, now improvise. Hello again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, now improvise. <laughs> now improvise. Um, yeah, my name is now improvise. Um, with me, as always, for our weekly episodes on Dragons Jewel, is my wonderful co-host Hamilton. Hamilton, how are you, my friend? Hi. Yes, I'm good. How are you? I am good. I know we always start like, how are you? How are you? And we always say the British like, I'm good. good yeah. Even though we spent 45 minutes discussing oh, how shit, good we were <laughs> on, on podcast. <laughs> but no one needs to hear that. So that's all good. That's all good. I'm, but generally, I'm okay. In the sort of, on that level, I'm okay. There's, mm. you know, there's ups and downs within that, but I'm on a level okay. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, it. that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah. Well, we have a very interesting topic to talk about this week uh, which you suggested and I hadn't realised how close this was to launching again so do you want to introduce the topic we've got today Hamilton well yeah it says it, it says, for the people listening they don't know this yet but they might no. because it comes up on the podcast thing but it is oh. the Critical Role campaign special <laughs> and why are we doing it today well because on Twitch if you're watching this live on Twitch you will know that in about uh, three hours time, Critical oh, Role really? Campaign 3 will be starting. So, yes. you know, by the way, if you've come along, why don't you just enjoy? We'll talk about what happened and all these campaign guys they talk about ready for you <laughs> to have a bit of tea and then watch the campaign 3. Or like if you're going to be like us, go to bed and then catch you up on next week. (laughs) When you listen to to this podcast (laughs) and then go and listen to the podcast because it's out a week later. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I guess we'll we'll start with the most important thing. Hamilton, Mm. what is Critical Role? I have been living under a rock for the last five years (laughs) and I'm still into D&D. What is Critical Role? What is Critical Okay, if you don't know, Critical Role is an actual play uh, live streams now and as well podcast. I think it's as popular mm. on either. It's the most popular Twitch channel, the most profitable Twitch channel. We found out as recently. Found recently yeah. We just found out recently, but not surprisingly, because it's a very well put together campaign. Uh, firstly, part of Geek and Sundry uh, when mm-hmm. they started, it was a home campaign run by Matthew Mercer, who is the DM, with some fantastic uh, voice actor talent as he is himself as the mm-hmm. character players. Uh, if you don't know them, I will. I could say all their names, but I don't want to waste too much time. No, and, but but what's interesting is that yeah. you will have definitely heard all of those, the players, oh, yeah. and it's, they're all friends and stuff, but they've mm. all been in video games you have played. Yes. So the, 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 I think the most prolific one, and I'm sure people won't mind me yeah. saying this, is Laura Bailey, who is yes. in bloody Every everything. Video game. Every video game. And once yeah. you've watched a couple of episodes or a, a season or two of Critical Role, mm. and you, then you start playing video games, you're like, Bloody hell! Yeah. They've Hi, been Laura. here all this time. And, <laughs> Hello, and you Laura. actually hear Marisha quite a lot as well. I've noticed. Marisha, um, uh, Liam as well. Yeah, uh, Liam O'Brien. Well, Liam, we all know more from. Uh, I've watched Naruto, but I watch Naruto mm. in Japanese because I want with the subtitles because mm-hmm. I look, I know some Japanese, so I like to pretend I'm learning more Japanese Aww. by watching it. So, but mm-hmm. I do know he does Gara from the Naruto mm-hmm. from there, and then um, Travis Willingham, you'll know from. Um, if you've played Batman, the Telltale series. Yep, along with Laura Bailey as well. But, along with Bailey as well, exactly. But she's in everything, as we said. But then she's Travis in everything. So it's, it's just, assume, just assume Laura is in everything with these things as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then uh, Sam Regal, who's famous more on the, well, really on the advertising and the theatre, because he was part of Hamilton mm-hmm. uh, on the stage. Yep. Uh, my mm-hmm. namesake, and yeah. uh, and then uh, uh, last, Ashley Johnson, and then last but not least, my point, Ashley Johnson. You will know from being saved by Captain America in the first mm-hmm. Avengers. 
Um, and uh, The Last of Us as well. Yeah. As um, Ellie in The Last of Us, which is, yes. if you've, again, not, again, a side recommendation, play The Last of Us and oh play The Last of Us Part 2. Oh my gosh, yes. And then cry. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I could talk about that. For another four hours. That, that, that we'll have to, we'll have to, yeah, we'll yeah. have to talk about that on a separate podcast to this. But yeah, so essentially, all these friends obviously mm. knew each other through the industry, and just got going on. I think I believe it was um, a birthday present to Liam uh, that they just went, let's play a game of, of yeah. Pathfinder, and then it just went from there. And all these other people came in, and then they had a team of uh, eight, nine at the beginning, I think, and then it gone down to eight and seven, yeah. and they've just for the last five years mm. played. D and D in front yeah. of for in front Hundred, of thousands. I mean, people. yeah, because I mean, they started on Geek Sundry, which I mean is beneficial. And it, but it, I remember watching when I first watched the first campaign, it rose so dramatically. Mm-hmm. It was like by episode thirty, it's like trying to get to ten thousand followers, and then the next minute, it was just like numbers, and numbers were just incredible. And um, mm-hmm. it was a bit of a, it was literally, I don't know, it hit the zeitgeist, didn't it? The right time mm-hmm. of just when everyone was starting to D and D was becoming part yeah. of the world again, and. Um, and and but I that I don't want to say it takes away from anything from it because it is so well put together and Matt Mercer is is just a great storyteller and they are all amazing actors and so yeah. it's not surprising it was a special source at the right time sort of thing. Yeah, I think what's really interesting about Critical Role is that I I remember when it first came out it was like first twenty episodes in and as you're saying it had its popularity but it was just at the time we hadn't really seen D and D or any streamed games of any RPGs, I would say, to that level of just like, even yeah. like Geek and Sundry, just, just streaming live and it was like two hours or whatever and then like an hour and a half for like Q&As and, and yeah. promoting stuff. And then since then, I think Twitch got bigger, YouTube yeah. got better, you know, all, like you said, all these sort of networks sort of exploded because it was like, we can really easily stream live on the internet. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's just, and, and I think it definitely, with help of that, it obviously inspired loads of other streams, so obviously High Rollers, uh, mm. the sort of UK equivalent, I would I would say, although there's obviously, I, and I, I appreciate, yeah. we, we would have to do this sort of disclaimer, Critical Role is great, that's how I certainly got into d and I'm sure that's how you have been influenced as well, Hamilton, but obviously, it's not everyone's cup of tea. There are billions of other streams out there. Obviously, we both own our own sort of podcasts that do actual plays of different RPGs and stuff. So this might not be for you, but I think we have to acknowledge that without Critical Role, I don't think D&D or even RPGs have been, been run live on Twitch would yeah. have the same, um, the same, same effect as it does yeah. now. 100%. I think it's, it, uh, yeah, as I said, it was one of the, the cr- critical uh, parts of, of the puzzle, like... As I said, the other one is sort of Stranger Things. I always mention, you know, mm-hmm. they play them playing D and D in that. Then um, oh, I'm trying to think. I can't think of the other top of my head. But that, that same time where it just started to just kick off, and and mm-hmm. they were there and doing it really well. Mm-hmm. And as you said, all the other sort of um, pieces of the puzzle, like streaming to Twitch, becoming so popular, internet becoming more available for everyone to do that as well. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that it's. Yeah, and also it also helps in a way once you see some high-profile people who maybe you don't see on camera. Again, mm. these are all mostly vo- voice actors, apart from Ashley Johnson, who does have a quite um, prolific yeah. TV career and film career now. Then, then they're like, "Hey, we're going to invite our friends on who also enjoy DD." And then you suddenly hear stuff like yeah. uh, Vin Diesel is massively into DD, yes. and you're like, "Vin Diesel?" Yes, <laughs> and, exactly. And and you hear and then you hear like bands who go on tour and then they have their own DD sessions after the yeah. show and stuff like that. And you're thinking. It's, it's it's that sort of turning yeah. point where D&D became cool again. And I again, quotation yeah. marks there. But it's like, these 
famous people are very happily saying, oh yeah, I like playing a wizard in my yeah. off time. Yeah. And you think, but you're so bloody cool. Yeah. Oh, and I, I, I didn't, that's the thing. I think suddenly realising that these people are well-rounded, they like good storytelling, mm. they like immersive experiences and having fun with their friends. It just was just a huge human side to it. And I think that's, again, another factor into that popularity. So, 100%. Yeah. You didn't have to say... I mean, it's still, there's some people have to go, I, I, I play D&D. <laughs> you know, what do you, what's your podcast so, about? It's about D&D and like, you do that sort of face. What, what but, does RPG mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, does it, does it mean a grenade launcher? Yeah, exactly. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's very we true. Just, we just we just throw story bombs at yes. each other. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Uh, but it became much more like, yeah, I'm playing D&D. Oh, so do I. And, I, you know, it's, and it's just in parlance and you just feel... It's great. I mean, it's great, and the whole and the whole Twitter and everything like that has also just helped that community be built, and you feel like you can connect with all these other great people that yeah that also love what this crazy little game. Yeah, and, and yeah, um, I ha- you have to shout out to the and uh, to the and I'm going to say critter community. Mm. I will say I I hate the word critter. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I, it's like the same reason I don't really like Trekkie, even though I am a big fan of Star Trek. Yeah, I, I just there's something about it. I'm just like it feels very demeaning and debasing to me. But some people really embrace it. So again, yeah. it's each to their own fun. But the critter community is is very loving, and I must say the artwork that people put out there. <sighs> Is incredible and yeah. like I, like I know when that like, campaign two was sort of wrapping up, I had to like because I, I wasn't caught up to date. I had to like put spoiler tags on all my Twitter feeds because obviously these beautiful art will come up and yes. it's like spoilers for this episode. And you're like, it's beautiful, but damn you, story. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know. You just like I got it. Yeah, you just had. Well, that was the problem being a podcast person. I mean, I did watch the the last one a bit as mm. as a bit live, but then it was too late. And then mm-hmm. in the nights it went on for hours. But um, yeah, I, yes. that week afterwards, I was like, just don't look at anything. Just can't look at the internet. You know, it's just yeah. because it's all there. But yeah, and that's and that's the other thing to note as well. Just before we move on, is that Critical Role again because it's a storytelling thing. It is weekly. There are four to five hour episodes. I think one of the previous uh, episodes in the second series was nearly seven and a half hours long because they pre-recorded it. Mm. Don't. I think the other thing is to say, like, obviously, if you love a show. And you want to catch up and stuff like that, then that's that's your whole life. But the, I did want to emphasize there are so many other shows out there, and I've got a few recommendations yeah. after we finish this thing. But like, oh yes, yeah. I think the, the the interesting about Critical Role is that having been having been there since from the beginning, not at all, but having watched quite mm. along the way, that's been very helpful. But I can imagine you're coming up to season three now. You're, oh, maybe I should watch season one and two. There's like over 200 yeah. episodes, yeah. and most of them are four to five hours long. And certainly the early yeah. ones aren't as good quality or high quality because it's obviously back in the days mm. when they were sorting out streaming. Don't panic. That's the answer. That, I mean, obviously there's Wikipedia guides. There'll be they do They've recaps really good as well. Recaps, yeah. And yeah, I, with Danny Carr. Yeah. If I was going to say like, if you want to get really into it and you think I want to watch all of camp, I want to watch all of it. I would even suggest like, unless you are super dedicated and you've got the time and you want to do it, I would say skip everything until episode till they get out of the underdark in the yes. first the first season i would just say look because that was halfway through a, a sort of storyline it yep. was a nice way to introduce characters but and it was a great final battle but mm-hmm. i could say look you could just get the catch up to that first arc start at the second arc when they go on the briarwoods arc basically oh. Oh. and and just dive straight in there. And then if you mm-hmm. want to come back and do that first bit again, because you want to later do it. But I started re-watching listening to season one and I did do it from the beginning and I went through the mm-hmm. whole crack hammer bit. But when mm-hmm. I got to the Brightwoods, I was like, yeah, 
Okay. And here I, we go. Yeah, here we go. I, yeah, we'll quickly put spoilers on it just in case. But <laughs> yeah. I will. I will say that Briarwood arc. So I think that's like from episode twenty onwards. And yeah. I will actually come to it. I think because you were going to suggest doing uh, a Heroes Chronicle and probably the prophecy stuff as well yeah. that is in the second book. Mm. The idea of being able to tie a player's backstory so beautifully in a campaign. Mm. And so yeah, Percy Rolo's arc yeah. in that that Briarwood. <laughs> Uh, arc it's at the time and I was so yeah. tense because yeah. I'd never seen yeah. anything like that and I'd, 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 when you watch it back and you see like a little drop of a name here and you're like that's in that person's backstory I and know. they've noticed yeah. and, and you just see the faces go yeah. <gasps> I mean we didn't even mention Talisa and Jaffe at the beginning I mean pff, I mean, a named very underrated a race, underrated player I think absolutely. he is I don't know sometimes I felt through particularly as actually all the characters he's played but um, Percy and um, Caduceus, but uh, I thought were his mm. best of them. I think Molly was great, but I think he hadn't got enough time to get into it. But no. Percy was just some of those, some of the, the soliloquies he even had as him was just incredible. And like yeah. the uh, the energy in that whole arc was mm. you. I mean, that's the thing. You that <laughs> I play D and D. I don't play that D and D. Like I just, I just, I I accept that that it would take a, a lot for me mm. to even scratch at that surface. I don't know. I'd love to think I could try, but I don't think oh. I could. You know, I'd like I think, to think I could, but I don't think absolutely. I Absolutely. I think, like, yeah, it, it is a testament, and, yeah, no shame on any of the players, because obviously they are amazing voice actors, yeah. but I think oh, yeah. the stark difference between Talos and Jaffe's characters, and even in the one-shots as well, mm. um, which they've done a few of, which I, again, can highly recommend if you're just interested in a little, like, to taste of what the different mm. styles are, they are so different, but so well thought out and clever. Yeah. And I just think, like, out of all of them, Talison is the quieter one, but is one to watch. So yeah, I, I completely oh, yeah. agree. I think, I think, I do, I do have a soft spot for Sam Regal because he always I mean, makes me laugh. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, no, it's I'm, Sam Regal, so I can't, he can't be. That. Well, no, but like, I see. This is the thing. Like, when I've done this conversation with people, I said, "Who's your favorite?" Like, I'd be like. I'd start saying one and then go pop 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 and then I'd say the other one and then go pop 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 and then I go, and then by the time I've just gone through everyone that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean like yeah, I I think Keyless was one of my favorite characters. I thought the 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 way that um the the air growth, and stuff. The yeah. growth of that character, the way that Marisha played the sort of Grow, I mean, we're just turning this into a critical role. <laughs> no, but but yeah, we we will get onto it, but essentially yeah. too long I it's think it is good. one of it's 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 very good in the sense of like if you want to see storytelling and something that affects uh, affects players, and yeah. like something that you go, I want to come back next week. And I, I, you know, mm. even from that first sort of mini arc where they mm. get to Craghammer and stuff, that even that first episode, okay. everyone has their personality. It's all sort of set up, so it is it is mm. something interesting. And the same with the second series as well, which is it takes place on a completely different continent and a different mm. uh, different timeline, different different things. Yep. With that in mind, yes. well, let's talk about... <laughs> let's go have a look. Let's go have a look. So we are sort of taking bits and pieces from two different books, and I have them here. So the first one is Taldori Campaign Setting, which is the yep, first one that came out. Transition, so Ooh. you can see a front cover picture. Look at that. Ooh. It's, yeah, amazing. So this is by uh, Green Ronin... Uh, the Green Ronin Publishing. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, and I'm sure you knew this, um, so it's written, obviously, by Matthew Mercer, but mm. with also another person called James Hake, Yes. Rhymes with Cake, who is, or who was, sorry, one of the lead writers on D&D Beyond. He wrote some of the Encounters of the Weeks and sort of set that up. Yes, that's right. Yes, mm. I did know. He's, yeah, he's, I've seen his name on there. 
in places. That's yeah. Mm. So so it's a really good writing. And then obviously the other one, which people may be more aware of or uh, more not more famous, sorry, but more. Uh, intrigued of is Explorer's Guide to Wild Meld, which is on, which was published by Wizards of the Coast fairly mm. recently. Um, and yeah, so I guess Hamilton, like mm. with both of these books, like yeah. what would you say are the the obvious main difference with them, apart from different titles, obviously? <laughs> I, well, the, the, I think, actually, I don't know, I felt they were pretty similar, mm-hmm. personally. I thought they mm-hmm. were, they had a very similar format, um, you know, the chapters were pretty much similarly labelled. There are... What they all come with is sort of, you know, deep lore beginning, mm-hmm. deep lore beginning, and then uh, a middle bit of lots of class options and character options and additional monsters and all that sort of stuff, as well as the mind and magic of Matthew Mercer giving you something to add to that beyond what you get from your, your average D&D. So it gives you options for your normal D&D and then each of them has something that's a little tidbit extra. So, mm-hmm. you know, like the Taldori one has the sort of the, the campaign rules and the uh, the vestiges as well on top mm-hmm. of... And then the Wild Mount has this heroic uh, backstory. Oh, and also the resurrection as well as in Taldori. So there's sort of oh, little I bits see. that they've created, homebrew rules that mm-hmm. I think would be... The benefits. So that's. I, I think they're the same. What do you think? Do you think they're the same? Uh, <laughs> similar? The same, same. They are. I think the more obvious thing was that they're about two different continents. That's <laughs> what sorry. I was going yes. to think. No, yeah. no, no. But it's very yeah. important. I think this is very important. So when you look at them, yeah. a lot of people might go, oh my God, campaign settings, hooray. But also, oh my God, there's a lot of law. Uh, yes. But you're right. I think a lot of the law is duplicated. Essentially, yeah. with, with this, this so the whole world is called yeah. Exandria and they have. Uh, lots of different continents so the first continent which series one takes place in is Taldore which is uh, a beautiful sort of like a, if you imagine almost like a I can show uh, a picture oh yes uh, yes uh, if you show a picture um, I'm just trying to make like a what's the, you know because we were doing French before counting yes. in the Fleur Fleur de Lise yeah Fleur de Lise a little yes. bit like a Fleur de Lise it is like a Fleur de Lise I think it's right at the back isn't it it's going to be, it's right, gonna at be right at the back and annoyingly I think it's going to be right at the back um, get into it I will say the physical copies come with amazing maps, and I'm always a big fan of maps. I'm, at some point, I'm going to be, I'm going to take it out. There, Ooh, there you go. Yeah, so it's yes. sort of spread out a little bit, and uh, for me, uh, again, and I will say this: uh, it's been a long time since I've listened to Critical Role season mm. one, um, but obviously you've got sort of Imon, which is sort of the main capital mm. city. You've got Whitestone, which we've sort of talked about briefly. That's sort of the main area where the Briarwoods. Is yep. in and you got all uh, Craghammers up to the, the left. Yeah. Yeah. Craghammer here. Um, yeah. Emon's down there. I didn't. Yeah. Emon. Yeah. 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 It's up yeah. there. You go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and all all of this stuff. It's again they talk the way they travel across and all that sort of thing. So it's all very different. So this is all mm-hmm. sort of one continent takes place in, whereas in uh, Explorers Wide to Get no, Explorers Wide. Explorer's, Explorer's Guide, Guide to Wild Mount. <laughs> I'll help you there. Wow. Look, um, this is a separate continent. And, yeah. and you can see, actually, you can see on this map as well, that is the edge on the left-hand side. That is the ed- edge of Taldori. So Taldori is yes. off to the left. and It pretty uh, much Wild touches, because they even talk in Campaign 1, there's the whole arc of the Briarwood starts with them talking about building a bridge between yes. the two. Uh, yeah. Just a little bit of lore dumped. Yeah, and I think, I think they've, 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 they, it's been sundered. Like, it was being completed and was sundered, mm. which reminds me of, like... Um, uh, there's a oh, there's a train line in uh, the in Fife in Scotland where I got similar sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, so what's different about Wild Mount? Which I think, unless you, I mean, 
again, I say this, I, I kind of lost this a little bit in season two, I will say, but mm. the main sort of themes about Wildmount is that war is happening. Mm. Uh, there's two sort of uh, empires, uh, the Dwalin Empire and the Kree Dynasty, almost sort of uh, together. Mm. And it's been almost like a cold war for ages and each of them had their own ideals and stuff. And then now when the book has come out, it's full-blown war. And what I found mm. really interesting, maybe compared to the Taldori campaign, is like, okay, this is definitely a big theme of Wildmount. You know, you, there are guards, there are you know, skirmishes and stuff like that. How much of this do you want in your campaign? Do you want war to be a big thing, so it's right at the front? Is it something mm. in the background or not at all? And it said it's kind of important to mention this because actions are what your players do. And what happens in the second campaign, because it says like, uh, up to episode 50 is when it's canon uh, and then after that mm. it goes off into its own thing so obviously anything you do is obviously canon in your own world and stuff but it's just saying like you can influence the outcome of a war mm. depending on how you're doing it and then it went on to saying like okay so if your players really want to have this war element at the front of the campaigns once you've spoken, them, spoken to them about it the issue is if you join the army, there's lots of orders, and nobody likes taking orders. So it it, it talked Definitely about not it, player characters. <laughs> no, exactly. But it talked about how do you make it yeah. so that war is a part of it, and it's mm. it and it's interesting to the players, and you're not being bossed around, and you're not being railroaded yeah. and stuff. And it gave the really cool example of being in a siege if you're under attack. So in my head, I was thinking like Helm's Deep, you have to survive. And I was sort of talking to you about it. This idea that instead of having just a huge battle with loads of things happening, it is like encounter after encounter, almost like a, a dungeon crawl. Mm. So you are here, people are streaming in from a broken wall on the right, but you can also see the big boss leader of this particular mm. wave is going off t towards where the uh, people are hiding in the cellars. Which one do you deal with? And then using that to sort of break it down completely so that they feel like they're in the moment, but they're not being overwhelmed by giant forces per se, and just take it like that. And I thought that was a really cool idea yeah. of, of dealing with war and dealing with battles like that. I feel that reminds me when you said that, and I didn't say it at the time, was the it's like um, old fashioned um, games where they used to do QTEs. And then you put the QTE into a little, like, uh, a bit like a JRPG. Oh, so you'd, like, yeah. have a little QTE. So you go, like, skill check, skill check, skill check to a point. Choose your, choose which way you go, sort of thing. Skill check, skill check, have an encounter. And then you would then sort of do that, sort of, that's how I kind of imagined it working. Yeah. I think a bit like Shenmue used to do that game. That mm. A little bit those two QTEs. But, yeah, I, I can really, I think that works really well. And I think you can... Um, I think the other and the other side of it as well as the is the political side you could go down, which is the the this is a war, but war means there's there's envoys and there's getting things across borders. There's trying to there's trying to you know rationing becomes an issue, so it's like trying to mm. smuggling becomes more of a thing. There's mm. lots of like really interesting yeah. you know getting things across borders and stuff like that, which mm. happens in the campaign, but you could be a bigger part of if you wanted to. And, that's an interesting way of putting it. Like again, that's I guess that's more like rather than being at the forefront, like oh you are having to fight for it's in the background, but yeah, to get across the border, so if you're trying to escape the Korean dynasty away from your house or your house or however you pronounce it, again, yeah. I'm very bad at pronouncing these names. How do you how do you know how do you get out? And I think yeah. the other thing that's interesting, so like I said, you've got the Korean dynasty and the Dwalin Empire who are sort of against each other. On the left, which you've got there on that map, I don't yeah. know if it's up just now, um, is the Menagerie Coast. Yes. Which is the main way the Dwalin Empire gets trade in because it's yeah. landlocked. 
<laughs> so, so you're having to deal with trade and this idea yeah. that suddenly the the menagerie coast. Oh, not not can't say that when you're drunk. Um, <laughs> it's all these port towns, and each yeah. one of them has a marquise, and and it's just mm, again really I love interesting. That. It's such oh. a lovely idea. It's such a beautiful. When that's the one that when they started in that, I was thinking, you know, because second campaign it's always difficult. You always think like, oh, am I gonna am I gonna get into this as much as the first one? The minute they hit. Nicodranus and they started they started talking about it. I was like yeah I'm here I'm on holiday yeah. now I'm, I love I'm, it yeah it was just perfect it was so it's so yeah that's where I really fell in love with that that, yeah. that place uh, this setting and and you and, and as you sort of mentioned this idea of smuggling there's in, in the menagerie coast there's uh, mm. the Reverly pirates as well so there's, there's this yes. idea of smuggling and stuff like that as well so yeah you could easily if you're the DM and you talk to the person like we don't want to do we don't want to focus on this huge heavy complex we want to have something nice well pirates uh, yeah, customs I mean how cool is Darkto yes. so Darkto if people don't know is like a mm-hmm. is the pirate island where there's a pirate king who rules over this sort of free port um, Liberté like what's it called uh, uh, what was the place uh, the famous it's not Liberté Area, I, is it? Oh, I don't know. I'm just thinking of the, the that place in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> they all go oh, yeah. to. That's well, it's all like that. But in, if you played yeah. um, Uncharted Four, they try and fight in Uncharted Four. Oh, of course they do. Yes. Um, I think it's called oh. Libertalia. 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 It. Yes, it's go. basically in like inspired by that and the sort of like free town sort of. I'd, yeah. I'd completely forgot about about that. Uh, that yeah. dark yeah of course because they go back several times because like we bloody love this place we want to go and but it's <laughs> also dangerous <laughs> yeah until they got banned exactly so yeah so there's like spoilers so, oh, well spoilers but so yeah so both books obviously mm. we will say this like the first part of the both books are very heavy mm. in law and obviously there's this huge thing about um how exandria came to be uh, this yeah. idea there's a huge battle with the gods and this against the the world itself and there's some yes. amazing um, imagery talking about like the 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 gods of the prime deities created their children and mm. you know, here were the first children were the elves and the dwarves and the humans yeah. and more races followed but the earth rebelled and this, they, they mm. was it the deities the elementals were, yeah yeah the pri- the primordials and this idea that they they were saddened to see their children's dashed across the rocks and you're like whoa what a what a yeah. beautiful way of describing it and then this idea the schism between mm. the gods saying well we should just start anew and then this idea of the betrayer gods who went to join the primordials and it was just again it's very classic mm. like good versus evil you know yeah. and then setting up the pantheon as well oh, what's yeah. and then this huge battle where then the again I'm gonna get this one this is the age of Arcanum yes. where the the children of the worlds were like please help us you know the the betrayer gods have been released from their prisons and they're yeah. gonna come and kill us and so the prime prime datas were like okay and so they have these huge battles on Wildmount and that's where is uh, your house yeah. is such a scarred landscape because that's where the most of damage was taken yeah. And I just again descriptions like that, like I know, like I, I've done mm. a very potted history there, but it's just mm. it, it was interesting to read. There's a lot of it, and obviously it goes into lots of detail about stuff. But mm. it's nice to ha- if you've got an idea in your head and you're like, here's a huge expanse, and you think, yeah. well, what happened here to make it like sparse or make it? Why is it so luscious here and stuff like that? Mm. So I think it's it's definitely an interesting story, and it and it definitely influences the rest of the world. So maybe starting with. A, panthe- a pantheon of sorts or even just like here's a story of creation good versus evil it's a good mm. place to start easy starting point no it is and it and it and it's got that classic that age of arcanum sort of 
people pushing their luck too far, so they've got yes. that whole the whole reason they're unlocked is because people trying to understand the secret, mm. so they go and delve into darker and darker magic. It's, it's that sort of classic. That, there's so many settings like that. I mean, the Wheel of Time has had the the sort of aged the age before was the was a high age of where mm. I think it, in that setting it, in that book it was always talked about where. It was not based on uh, capitalism. It was based on sort of the quality of your work and the, the sort of like uh, your your intellect and all this sort of stuff and about how well you could do magics and and create interesting things that sort of thing. And then it all everyone starts to get a little bit too much delving a bit into a bit greedy yeah. with it and starts playing with magics they shouldn't. And then it all blows but, up. But what's yeah? But what's interesting again? It talks about well, the prime deities were saddened by this, but realised. And understood that the children needed to do this, and you're like, mm. whoa, yeah, because you think because yeah. because that's this 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 greed and trying to do it. Like they talked about very briefly, like a, a paragraph or so about a mortal felling the god of death and taking their place in the pantheon. Yes. And I I assume, and I'm sure you'll correct me if I'm wrong, is this the Raven Queen? I assume yes. that, that must be who it is. Yeah. And you just think to yourself, like, that's such a big deal. This 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 person did, and you think. So surely someone must step in because now they're they're messing with, with the fabric, the weave itself, yes. and then and then of course, then some some idiot, some bloody know it all, is like I'm just gonna open the prisons and let the betrayer gods yeah, back. Yeah, let's see what happens. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this will work. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, we won't we won't dwell too much more on it, but it is. Yeah. I think if a good bedtime read. There's a lot of it, oh, so yeah, just take 100%. your time with it. So. Yeah, no, it really is. And and the whole, yeah, it's obviously we're worried. It was really interesting, the whole, um, the whole, this is just some of the deity, the yes. pictures they have of them, I'll just sort of show them. But, oh, the Dawnfather, hooray. Yeah, it was so great, the the, the way that um, Matt Mercer talked about it at the beginning, saying that, you know, uh, this book has forced me to sort of because he obviously had ideas about it and had this mm. probably as some scribble notes as old D&D campaigns are but putting it forcing it into this and actually giving those orders actually helps like develop even further and give much more breath to it and it is beautifully put together and there's some really lovely just bits of information and there's mm. always someone there's like I'll just show one here so for the Dawnfather for example mm. it gives you the alignment just the domains that he talks about it gives you a lovely little bit of information and then mm. gives you a holy day which was something we talked about i liked yes. from the oh next week we talk about on the ghost walk oh, campaign ghost walk. whoops whoops so, yeah just <laughs> spoiler for next week <laughs> spoiler for next week ghost walk. uh but um and then some little commandments of it and it's just a nice little here's a paragraph and if someone isn't going to be running this campaign but wants to be running a any campaign and is just looking for inspiration for a deity and how to write a deity these are really good it's not a lot of work it's just here's a really simple way to to just get that across and it's very well put together so you, you know what that. i've completely forgotten about the calendar and time because i did make a note of that oh um, 11 months come on matt what are you playing at i know i was like what are you doing what are you doing <laughs> what's um, that about that's just trying to be different right i mean i know i know but i quite like what i did quite like certainly in um uh uh explorers go to wild mount is that yeah they have like the holidays for each month yes and again this goes back into like oh if you dive in deep to the lore so, so the dwarven empire they've outlawed certain gods that they don't deem as uh, important or, or ghosts or, yeah much. most of them yeah. so obviously if you're those holidays 
aren't holidays. <laughs> Only certain approved holidays. And again, the, if you read into it, there are definitely obviously similarities yeah. to certain countries, perhaps, or certain histories, historical yeah. countries who have this mm. ideal. And I think it's interesting. It's like these holidays aren't seen around, and or certain insignia yeah. or symbols they will be frowned upon if you if you show them in yeah. the Dwalin Empire. So stuff like that to take into consideration if you're like, oh, well, I am a, you know, a, a follower of this particular panth this, this particular deity. It's like, okay, yeah. I have to remember where, you know, where that comes in as well. And oh, look at that, the ruiner. Oh. Yeah. I know. They, they, actually, I think some of the, the, the evil ones have got better symbols, but they all... They, they do. Oh, no. The, no, this is true. Villains dress better. That's the thing. The villains always dress better. They have the best mark. They have the best makeup. They have the yeah, best exactly. outfits. No wonder. I mean, Maleficent is so much cooler than Maleficent. Um, uh, Loki. Um, H uh, Hela in the, the the Marvel films. Yes. You know, uh, oh yes, the crown. The crown. You're just like, yeah, bad. I I I mean, like, yeah. I'm I'm joining her. She she know <laughs> she she knows what she's doing. <laughs> It's just, it's interesting. It's, it, yeah, it's, um, yeah, they're very put together. And actually, all of the bad, the Betrayer gods are actually, it, some of them you'll recognize from your classic, like the Lord of Hells and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. the Chained Oblivion is, I think, is similar to um, other, I can't remember the name off the top of my head now, uh, but the sort of, uh, the <sighs> hunger, whatever it is, whatever yes. it is, the hunger. Oh, yeah, because it's, yeah, it's just, it's just ongoing. Yeah, yeah I yeah. remember that from the Chained Oblivion. But the Cloak yeah. and the Crawling King, which does turn up in Wild Mountain, actually, is mm. very, very interesting. Um, <sighs> Horrible. Yeah, no, yeah. And and that's the and that's the other thing to mention as well. So the betrayer gods, uh, before they were sort of sealed away, along with the prime uh, deities after the uh, the, uh, the calamity mm. uh, behind the veil, they left certain uh, creations left behind. So Ukatoa, mm. uh, one of the lesser gods who appears in campaign two, is connected to this thing. And there's a very interesting bit about that as well. This idea is like mm. you, the big baddie could literally be a lesser god that you've just yeah. created, but it has some connection to these this pantheon and stuff. And yeah. and it, it's very easy stuff, and there's again lots of inspiration for that. But yeah, U Ukatoa mm. is your 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 typical mm. Lovecraftian. Oh, something's got too many eyes. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. You're like, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. Yeah, that's it's... that's more than eight. That's no, more than enough. That's enough now. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's the no that you're getting them mixed up. Ukatoa is the serpent, the big serpent in the deep, and you're then right. it's um. Oh, it's now you've said that. It's gone right up my oh, head. Yeah. The, uh, oh, yeah. The non-agon. The non-agon. The non-agon. Non non Again, you, you might need to know about that before the end of season two. But yeah, exactly. It, don't it's worry about a little, it. little thing. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yes. So again, and then as you sort of said, after that, you've got obviously the different kinds of uh, races. Um, yeah, races. Yeah. It's very much stuff you know. I think generally, it just gives you how that fits into the campaign. Yeah. Um, that you would have. I think the the only thing I know that's different, really, that I could I picked up clearly was the sort of dragonborn uh, yes. with the two types, the draconians and ravenites, which is sort of brought up in the in the series very briefly and actually not very much dealt with um no and again i i obviously i don't want to go into too much sort of that because i know yes. obviously that particular person yes. left uh, exactly so that's probably why so let's why? Just, we all everyone knows that if they want to find that story out they can find you can, out yeah you can it. find that from because that's not our place to say yeah, but i will exactly. say i do i do hope we do have more dragon ball i think my yeah. wish for season three and I'm mm. sure we'll come into like predictions and stuff in uh, in a bit, but I do hope there's more Dragonborn, and I hope there's more mm. dwarves actually. Yes, because there's not there's not been a main cast 
dwarf role. We've had obviously no. halflings. We've had no. It was in there. the Exandria Unlimited, which was played by Matt Mercer. Matthew Mercer, because obviously he's like, I want a bloody dwarf. I want a bloody dwarf in this thing. But yes, I think that's right. And and neither um, there's been there's been gnomes and there's been halflings. Halflings. And there's humans, been, half yeah, orcs, tieflings. Half there's been no full elves. No, because Keyleth, Keyleth was a, a half, half elf. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and so. then and both and the, the twins were both half elves as well. So, mm-hmm. be interesting to see if they. Oh, I've just dropped my phone. Uh, I'm back. <laughs> uh, it'd be interesting to see if they if they do yeah pick up a, a, a new race and even you know they played a, a goblin uh, in goblin, season two. So maybe and, even another classically yeah. considered evil. Race mm. would be interesting to bring, bring into into it. I think, yeah. And and they had. Uh, oh, I'm gonna say this one. Oh, tieflings, tieflings. Uh, no, but I was gonna say Ganassi. Uh, oh, um, Ganassi. They haven't had a Ganassi. But was it not in Exandria Ex- Unlimited? Oh yes, sorry. Yes, they so did. I, yes. And I, I'm sure, so we should also explain what Exandria Unlimited is. So yes. obviously we've had the two campaigns and then very recently, as sort of a bridge over for season three, mm. they had uh, a mini-series run by a very, very capable DM called Abrea, and I can't pronounce her last name, but Abrea who's been on everything. I yeah. Honestly, she's an upcoming, up-and-coming DM, which I always think right. is a horrible phrase, but she yes. has been on everything like yeah. dimension 20 definitely yeah dn celebration like um the motherlands uh into the motherlands i think it's called the, the Niger. RPG. Niger. yeah Niger. they yeah. yeah um and so yeah i highly like i've again catching up with it recently listening to it like she is yeah. so capable and she's just she deals with some things that are thrown at her she's like okay go on yeah. then like yeah, and I, just, no, oh. yeah. I really i love i really liked her style i think mm. um and what I thought was really good is she kept, she's clearly got the same prowess as Matt Mercer at having a considered story, mm-hmm. but also that ability, as you said, just to go. And she laughs like after 10 minutes oh. of the first episode, they're already going the wrong way, but which is great. But that's what you've got to do in DD. But she plays it, she plays with it so well. And I, I, I have more, please. Yeah, I have more. Yeah, of that. and I, I'd actually, yeah, if you watch that first episode as well, you mm. can tell how all, like, all of them are excited but very nervous. And you can tell how yeah. nervous she is. And I'm, it's very I obviously, weird, isn't it? You just don't think they would be. Well, You're like, it's, yeah. I, I guess, I guess it's, I, I, maybe, and we are going off topic now. I think when you're running a, a one-shot or anything for the first time in front of friends rather than the audience, you're yeah. very nervous. So, like, um, Ashley Johnson recently did her own one-shot, uh, which is all sci-fi themed. Mm. She was very nervous. I know she's, again, maybe a little bit more on the anxious side as a player, but I, I was like, oh, Ashley, you're doing really well. I was really <laughs> like, oh, no, you're doing great. I haven't great. seen that one yet. I'd recommend it. It's really yeah. good. It's a mixture of... Yeah. Um, uh, Mothership and alien mechanics okay, put together. Okay, perfect. Oh, so, I love it. Okay. Yeah, I'll but they don't they don't say that. I had to look that up because I was like, this doesn't yeah. sound like D anD D. So anyway, yeah. anyway, okay, cool. by by the side. But yeah, so um, watching uh, Exandria Unlimited as well. Again, just a bit more story and having another GM or DM go into it and do their own interpretation of stuff has been really exciting. And I hope they do yeah, more of that. That's actually, I mean, I'd like to see more Abrea, and I'd like to see more. Um, I'd like to see more just of that kind of mm. have happening because. Well, talking about the, going back to the campaign guide, there is a lot of lore here. There's a yes. lot of great things. I think um, there's, as we said, that I mean, we could skip through the factions. There's very interesting factions, mm. and I think that I'd like. But I think what it, and they have lots of awesome. 
Oh, yeah, I know why so I know yeah, it means so much, Sundry. Hey, what's oh. up? Dude? Hey Sundry. <laughs> Again, Sundry. makes no 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 sense it. to anyone who's not yeah, watched it. So apologies everyone. But yes, hey but, Sundry. And who's on the Council of Taldora is another another mm. in, inside joke. But I think they're all worth reading about and that you can take them and add them to your campaign. But the thing that's yes. really great in and there's the uh, the thing, but is the locations in both the books have a very detailed set of locations with, you know, as it's, you can see here, let's just take this one. It gives you a population. It gives you, yes, uh, this is a it, very small one uh, place, but it, and it gives you a little bit of information as well as an adventure to run. Every single that, one's got whoa. an adventure or two, you know. Yeah, you know, and, and so if you're just running any campaign, because there's, there's such a wealth of, in both of them, types mm -hmm. of location, uh, mixtures of um of peoples and uh, uh, uh climate and and government and mm. all of those and reasons for being there's the one that's like um the one i was reading i've forgotten the name of it now which is the old mining town that's become which got mm. turned into a casino because it had like so the whole story yes. of it is there was a veins of gold, there was a gold rush, it became very wealthy, and then they ran out and they were like digging, 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 trying to get more, and until it just fell apart, then someone came along and said, let's build a casino here. And then now <laughs> it's this sort of whole new structure based around sort of Las Vegas on on the, on the a mountain. I love that. I, had, I, had, I missed that one completely. It might, I, also, I'm sure you remember I, years ago that whole, they had I the idea of building, the, they were gonna build the super casino in Blackpool, yes. and then it never went through. I remember. Oh god, I remember that day because we were, we're gonna like build always... one in Bath as well. Were they? Oh, yeah, I didn't they were. They're going to do them all over the shop. It was then their big money-making scheme, wasn't it? So of course it was. But it was funny because we thought it was all going to go to Manchester, and then we're like, no, Blackpool because they need jobs. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and, then it and then it got never happened because obviously they're like gambling's probably not good. <laughs> oh dear. But I love that. It's such a, it's a cool concept. Yeah. So yeah, and yeah. I, again in Explorers Wide. Explorer's Guide to Wild Run. I will get yeah. that name right correctly. Mm. There's four adventures in it mm. as well. And actually, if you, I believe, I don't know if it's still free on D&D Beyond, The Frozen mm. Sick was oh, yeah. free during the pandemic. So mm. if you wanted to have us, you know, if you want to have a taste of it and you didn't want to fork out for two different books, which do have the same materials, I will mm. say. Obviously, uh, Explorer's Guide has a bit more, obviously, about that particular place as does Tardori has yes. it about Tardori. But The Frozen Sick, was free to just play during the pandemic and obviously they're like mm. hey everyone get into DD. so have a look if it i'm sure it's still free somewhere but yeah there's another three uh, available in wildbound as well that you can check out yeah i, I found it it's kimau it's this one here oh kimau yeah yeah the glitzy yeah. gilded grimy i think they did go there at one point didn't they uh in season I, one i don't remember them going there they might have done but i don't they might they, again it's again been so yeah. long since i've done it but how cool is that yeah. like oh again, they did go to kaimor they did go to kaimor it was very near the end and it was it was no it was near the co in the chroma conclave bit so yeah. i don't think you really got a full weight of it but yes, mm. yes. and yeah and, and this is the thing as well with all the critical role stuff and there's definitely bits in the wild man stuff as well mm. there's like they didn't go to certain big parts of it which have mm. huge sections in this and you could just read through it and go that's cool. I wish they'd gone there. Well, they might do a special series on it. Who knows? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I guess before we move on to the the mm. um, the backgrounds and the mm. uh, hero, uh, heroic chronicle, I just yeah. want to quickly talk about what's coming up in season three. Yes. Uh, so yes. Um, it's not so. Exandria is not these two continents, as I discovered no. today. <laughs> 
No, it's you should and it, yeah, exactly. They do go to two others in the actual first season. As I well. completely, I completely missed that. So again, it's been so long. But there yeah. are so yeah. officially in certainly in the wild mount ones. There's yeah. five different places. So obviously we've got Tal'Dorei, we've got Wild Mount, mm-hmm. and then we've got Marquette, which mm-hmm. has been confirmed for season three. And mm-hmm. then they've got the other two, who I'm going to pronounce the names wrong, but Isilray. It's silly. 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 It's and, yes. and what's interesting about all these places, obviously, they all have their distinct things. So obviously, Wild Mount mm. is this war stuff. Uh, Marquette is mostly desert, mm. um, which yeah. I'm very excited about because actually, yeah. it, it was, was really cool. great when they went there. I really enjoyed it. There was really good. Um, so to, keep, to remind people yes. and to say, so they went there to. Um, I can't remember exactly the reason they ended up there in the first place, but they definitely get involved in um, in the. Uh, oh yes. I remember they they have to go there because um, Sam Regal's character. This is a big spoiler. Halfway through, leaves the campaign of and changes character, and then yes. he comes back and says, after the Briarwood stuff and they've had their chill out time, says you need to come to Marquette because I've uh, they found another Tesseract uh, Ziggurat or something. So they Ziggurat, go to yes. Marquette and they go on this whole adventure there. And this is where the whole sued thing starts happening. There spice, once some spice is all is all there, there and go, they get yes. in, they get to meet uh, Jamon Al Sud, who's the leader of Ankarel, which is the who's secret. Yep. I, I can yep. spoil more of it, but yeah, and it's but it's got fantastic. Um, it's got a fantastic uh, vibe to it. It's really great, and I think I'm so excited for more of it. Mm. And then Isilera, they go to Vasselheim. They travel on the yes. In the first few episodes, actually, I think before even the Briarwoods arc, they go over to Vasselheim mm. with um, probably Kima. Yeah, they uh, go over Kima with or, the thing the they've one. gained from, which they got from the mm. first round, the Mind Players, and that's where you have Felicia Day and um, oh, Will Wheaton's character. Will Wheaton's characters when they turn had, up. When they had, oh, that's because they split the party. Don't, yes, yes, I remember. So that uh, whole arc is there, yeah. Ah, uh, how interesting. Again, as you can tell, it's been years since I've listened to season one. And Vasselheim is where some of the best shopping happens. That's yes. where I think where they meet, um, I think that's where they meet the, the gunpowder, uh, Victor. The gunpowder, of course. Hello! <laughs> Hello! What? What? <laughs> Yeah, He's again, got one uh, less finger every time they turn up. Absolutely. Again, if, if if you take anything away from this thing, type in Matt Mercer, Victor. Yeah, and then watch you just Critical see the... Role. Search for Critical Role Animated. Yes. Have you seen that? Yes, it's the best <gasps> yes. way to watch it. Just go Critical Role Animated, Victor, and and then just watch all of the shopping bits because anytime Grog and Scanlan go shopping... Well, it's it's magic. It's perfect. I learned I mean, from my mistakes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you want a pig's uh, head? <laughs> uh, sorry, this doesn't. Compl- if you're you know not what, involved, can... <laughs> if you haven't watched this, and I'm very sorry. No, no, no. But I think you know what? I completely forgot that they have those those minor characters. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the thing. They're just there briefly. And of course, in uh, Wildmount, we have. Oh, now I've forgotten his name. But the the trader in that uh, Pumat Soul. Pumat Soul. Hello. Who, Hello. Uh, who's just super lovely. And again, oh, it's that something. 
oh hey and then, then they have clones of him and then yes. the actual Pumat Prime is really yeah. grumpy <laughs> so and that's the thing I think again these little yeah. flavours of who these people are, are oh, all the side characters and that's the th again that's, that's the the skill of Matt Mercer it's just every single one of them you fall in love with all of them you like you well, care about Kima you care about um, Allura you care about oh, Allura. Um, uh, Gil uh, Gilmore, say, Gilmore, Gilmore, the, the actual yeah, trader in, in Imar. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That, I but, mean, the Rakshasa oh, Gilmore thing. Jesus Christ. Again, ah, this makes no sense out of concept, but... I, <laughs> it does, I, will, I know, sorry. I'm I will sorry. say, though, I would completely forgot about Terrian Darrington. Yeah, Terrian uh, Darrington, yeah. Who, Dodie. I think... Dodie. So, and this was interesting, so at this time, and maybe it was, thinking, it was when they were doing the first Unearthed Arcana coming out of Wizards of the Coast, so that's when they brought out the Artificers class. Mm. And then they, the Critical Role were like, we're going to take a little bit of that and try it, and tweaked mm. it for its own purposes. Again, the first time we'd ever seen like that proper homebrewed stuff mm. on a big screen, so I think that also helped out with the Unearthed Arcana. But I will say, we talked about the one-shot stuff before, the Terry and Darrington adventure where they're all playing different characters except for Sam playing. I haven't <laughs> seen that one yet either. I've left that as as a like a treat oh. for me at one point when I really want to go on a long journey. I don't oh, know. I know it's know, not too great. I, I I no no, I think you're right. Marisha outdoes herself in that one. I oh, think really? that's the best like I get, all I'm gonna say is one woman marching band. That's all okay. I'm gonna say. Oh she's so good. <sighs> Yeah, exactly. Anyway, anyway, right. enough of that. Enough of that. Sorry, everyone at home. <laughs> it no, just... well, it, it just shows, I think, it's something like this. Obviously, we both have listened to it and stuff like that, but mm. I'm sure other people out there have got their other streams that are like, well, you need to listen to this. And you know what? Give us those recommendations. We want to yeah. hear like what, yes. what other stuff is happening. Like, you need to listen to these episodes and stuff. This arc's really good, or this character's good. I know, like, for me, I know there's, like, Dimension 20 with Bre Brendan Lee Mulligan. I've not, not got around to that, but I, I've seen yeah. clips of him. And he's Glass brilliant. Cannon, I hear about. I, um, the 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 other one is the Brothers. Uh, the uh, Ethicy is called now, but I forgot what it's called. The, oh, um, the Adventure Zone. Yes. Adventure Zone. I've listened to like five episodes of that, but it's the quality at the beginning is quite hard to get into, and it's like, mm -hmm. it's just and time. But it's like oh, time, if there's yeah. but uh, there's some really great. I mean, let's. Have you, have you got some people that you think that are maybe not the big? Because everyone knows those big names. Yeah. Have you got some and like the high rollers. I mean, I recommend high rollers to anyone as well. I could do a whole. Uh, where's the campaign book for high rollers, oh. by the way? Oh, I, I hope it's coming. Out. He has technically Mark Humes has been writing on stuff, but who knows? Who knows on, what they're Mark. up to? Come but on. I, I will say. So, I will say. I will say. Adventure Zone is very interesting. Uh, just quickly, because I know they're super big, the McElroy um, mm. brothers and stuff. What's cool about that, I think, is that it's a family doing it mm. the youngest brother is, is running their version of D, &D mm. but they get their dad involved and yeah. it actually is really wholesome because obviously the dad you know i don't get this or something like that but actually it's an amazing story yeah. going through so i do i do recommend certainly the first series and then they go off and do other things and okay. that's fine as well but i yeah you do have to stick with it a little bit i think because again some right. extra npcs there the one i do want to shout out very quickly because i think it's a cool concept and it is beautifully edited together and they, again, I think it's as big as the Adventure Zone now. So I, again, yeah. I'm very bad at promoting small people like ourselves. But Dungeons and Daddies, right? Oh yeah. Um, and the concept is four dads have to travel into the Forgotten Realms to rescue their lost sons. Mm. And all it is that this the beginning episode is that they are they're driving to a football game, and a portal opens, and when they wake up, their sons have disappeared. 
and obviously they all have the classes and stuff like that and they're just four dads there's the football dad there's the mm. the, the the vegan like uh, nature dad there's the stepfather who's emotionally detached and there's the rocker father who, who's like hey guys let's do some drugs and they all work so well together okay. it's honestly and I've only heard great things about it I really it's have it's beautifully it's done list. and I will say again I appreciate it. it's always shut up but uh, the, the person that's playing the step Ron the stepfather is played by a, a lady called Beth May, who's brilliant. Like she, I think she's like, I don't get the and D, but she she just plays this character, and then she goes. And then recently they're coming to the end of it, and she said, I actually opened a book recently, and I discovered all these things I could do. <laughs> but that's again, D and D is your own sort of thing. But she she got oh, into D and D because she started really enjoying the story, and I was like, I guess I'm a that's rogue. Really great. That's I guess really, I could I'm, do okay. I could do sneak attack damage. I guess <laughs> like. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, th- but that's the thing about it. It doesn't. I mean, we talked about combat slightly off air, didn't we? And it's just mm-hmm. like D and D at the end of the day. And we've talked, and actually, it's come up in all of our chats about, you know, do you have to play D and D with all the things you've got? It's really just a. It's just a. It's it's the big one, and therefore it captures more people. But what mm-hmm. it does, like, and why it doesn't matter in some respects, is because this is what all RPGs do. It just mm-hmm. gives you a reason yeah. to be there. Doesn't a, it? That's a vehicle it is. to have fun with other people. Yeah. It is like a guy is like, come over and play yeah. this new board game with me. Yeah. It really is. A, is it almost like, hey, I wish to spend time, quality time with you. Can we? Yeah. Can we organise this? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've had just as much fun just playing board games and making up crap about the board game once you're playing it. You know, getting into your complete battles like in Scythe. I don't know. It's not the best board game in the world, but it's a fun board game. And yeah. I've got like really deep into like, no, I'm attacking you now. You're you're dead because you're dead to me. You know, Stop and that creates just great tension even in Absolutely. that. But once you allow yourself just to act it out, yeah. What more uh, do you want? Well, I, honestly, we've talked about this off air, but at some point we'll yeah. have to do like a, a a live episode where we just talk like. The, not the rubbish about D&D but the little niggles and stuff like that, but just in, in general like just what about we enjoy D&D. about <laughs> what we enjoy about what we get out of it and probably some recommendations for the RPGs mm. as well but that's all by the by I think yeah. so with that shall we get on to uh, yes. creating uh, a hero then so, what, so yes. what's this because you mentioned this and again I completely missed this because I was too busy going law 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 so <laughs> so I'm going to open this up there's a thing called the heroic chronicle uh, mm-hmm. so it's um it basically is a very it's, it works well as I must say with the law that they've given on the city. So if you've yeah. got your own law for cities, then you can obviously adjust this. But I'd say that what this does really well is, is brings in all that law and actually makes it into something that you can create a really unique and um, role play, you know, um, you know, kibble, <laughs> I guess, role play kibble for your characters. Um, mm-hmm. So it basically just replaces the backstory section um, yeah. uh, with something much more. Uh, deeper so do, should we do some rolling should we make one you, you know it is let me grab the dice that are just oh we need to have reach. a name for our character should we make a name for our character oh yeah uh, okay how can we make a name for uh, our character uh well how should about I, we oh, oh what should we do i was, I was gonna, gonna open we, a book and find a name yeah <laughs> perfect perfect i was gonna say okay. wait to the end but actually if you've got a book there i've got frank oh. miller's ronin <laughs> i'm gonna go Ooh. through that and see if i can find a name all right go for it uh, I've never actually read this. I got this as a present. Oh, oh yeah, I hope this. <laughs> hope it's not too graphic. <laughs> okay, there's Sawa. There's a Sawa Corporation. Sawa. Sawa. As S A W A. Okay. S-A-W-A. Give us okay. a surname. Yeah, Sawa. Yep. All right. Let's find another another surname. Uh, 
Sour McDonald. <laughs> sour McDonald. Sour McDonald. There cool. you go. Perfect. Built out of the Ronin book. Fabulous. A sour McDonald. Fantastic. Well, thank you for that suggestion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what, what okay. do we need? Is it it's D100? We need, right? we need a few things, I think, as Ooh, we go okay. through. But All let's, right. yeah, first off, D100. Why don't you roll first, then? All right, why don't you off. roll one of the tens, and I'll roll the other ten. Oh, OK, that? sure. Hang on. I'm just going to... Foley. Bit of Foley for everyone at home. I say that every time I get dice out. If anyone watches me on TV, on TV, on Twitch, I will every time I get my dice out. That's a nice bit of foley for you at home. <laughs> as if someone wants to record this and use it for their own shows. Oh, absolutely. We, yeah. All right. Um, anyway, so so. I'm, I'm doing the tens then. Yeah, you do the tens. I'll do the hundreds then. Okay. Cool. Right. All right, oh no, the, the units. Uh, I do the units. That's what yeah. I mean. Sorry. Yeah. It, don't worry. Don't worry. I think that's why I was double checking. Okay. So, so cool. tens is nine. So ninety. Ninety-five. Ninety-five. So this is so this is the homelands. Yeah, homelands. So we're in Zorhas in eastern Wyandir. So that Ooh. is the Kryn Dynasty or the Zarith Kritril. Now I think the Kryn Dynasty, the Zarith Kritril, is the sort of wastes, or mm -hmm. we can have the Kryn Dynasty. What should we flip a coin for that? Yeah, definitely. So that's interesting. So yes, yeah, so, like Kryn Dynasty over the Zorhas, uh, there's the sort of a drow hierarchy that comes over yes. the Bright Queen has a very interesting history as well. Yeah, I quite like that. Okay, so we'll flip uh, one, which would be Kryn Dynasty. So we're in the Kryn Dynasty. So Asawa cool. McDonald is from the Kryn Dynasty. Okay. Right, and then on to background. So what's, what have we got here then? We've got the player's handbook backgrounds, basically. I think there's a few from others, so they've got... Um, so, uh, so they're, they're slightly adapted, I think. It's just like, yes. so if you, it's Explorer's Guide to Wildland, as I, as I, I was like trying yes. to work out which book it was. But yeah, so some yeah. of them are like, oh, this is what this is. Uh, right. in this one. So that's what it so is. So do you want to give us a D20 then for our background? Oh, of course I can. Are you ready Come for this bit of, bit, bit of Foley? Yeah. A 15. 15. A sailor. Oh, a sailor. yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we're a sore half sailor. I love it yes. already. Good. Yes. I'm in it. Opposite okay. side of the sea. Okay, so what's yeah. next then? All right, well, we need uh, social status relationship. So Ooh. this is basically your background term is your place in the world. In the strict hierarchy of the Dwendalian Empire, a family with poor social status is worth less than the soil they till, uh, while a family of great renown enjoys all the privileges of high society. So it's kind of saying that's the differences in different ones. But... Um, each nation views people's backgrounds according to its cultural values. Based on your character's background, think about your social status within the context of the details of your homeland presented below. Then use the social status relationships table to determine how many allies and rivals you'll roll for later on in this section. So I think it's like we've got our social status, which so we, is... Yeah, so we are sailor, aren't we? Sailor. And, and then, then we've got, if, you are, if you're in the Kryn dynasty, you have one ally. One, yes, yeah, one, one ally. ally. Oh, excellent. Ally. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> you yep. kind of need all the friends you get in the Kryn Dynasty. That's yeah, very true. Um, so, yes, I think that, and then so yeah, in the Eastern White End, it sort of, it talks a bit about each set of a set, uh, like how the relationship status works. I think according so mm -hmm. with us, a person's background is less in the Kryn. A person's background is less important than he and the experiences they've accumulated, particularly for those who have begun walking the sacred path known as consecution. Nonetheless, even though the most enlightened society can't help but look down upon its low assistance and sneer at its haughty elite, once all beings are beloved by the Luxon, perhaps these ills of society will be purged once and for all. So the Luxon is mm. that special um, magical device they have, which 
is allows them to live forever, basically. Yes. Uh, which we haven't talked about, have we, on this? No, well, well, I'll, we'll quickly talk about it. So, yeah, so you'll see, obviously, the big picture of, of it on the book. It's yes. sort of this dodecahedron, which, again, plays a quite important part in uh, the second series as well. And this idea that it's a Luxon beacon and these sort of artifacts are found and... Uh, apparently, and I didn't realise this, so more for me is that if somebody who's attuned to it dies within 100 miles of it, mm. they are sort of reincarnated in a new body, but that soul is sort of kept there. And this whole Kryn mm. dynasty is based on this sort of thing where the soul sort of join and you you can relive your life several times and go through this constitu- mm. consecution. I'm never going to say that right. Pr- process. Consecution, yeah. But... And it's so in in my head, it's how you know like elves live forever, but they just regain all these memories. Oh, it's a bit like oh, there's a place in uh, something in Star Trek Discovery that's just done that as well. And now I can't remember. Oh, is there? Oh, I haven't I seen the latest series. Oh, I can't I can't remember off the top of my head. But there's somebody who who regains the memories of all their past lives and stuff oh, like that. Right. Or people that it's have a very lived Star this Trek thing, isn't it? It is. But what's interesting about it, which sort of is mentioned later, and spoilers in case that comes up, um, obviously. To, at some point you might be affected by like rejecting this idea or ha- just been living so many lives that you can't tell what is what anymore and so you go mad mm. and the Bright Queen who is the leader of the Queen Dynasty has started showing signs of this so the whole council has been very protective of her because obviously she is the yeah. leader and they're in this big war against uh, King Bertrand who is of the Dwalin Empire can't show any weakness so it's a very interesting thing is that idea yeah. of like your political leader your, your, your the sort of your figurehead is falling ill what do you do how do you replace them which again if you look at the certain uh, current climates recently in political things if you see stuff like um i'm going to say like germany for example there was a whole thing last year or the year before mm. uh, i don't know if you remember angela merkel who was taken ill a few times she like couldn't stop shaking and stuff and there's always questions about like can she continue if she's still in office and stuff and obviously she's now been uh, voted out or as, as someone else is taking over from her position yeah but it's that sort of thing, and it's happened on Doctor Who as well. Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent, but like Harriet Jones becomes prime minister, and then she's like, "Oh, do you not think she looks tired? She looks a bit unwell." And then her whole power is just crippled as a result because they're like, "Oh, she's she can't make decisions because she's not well." So it's that idea of like, yeah, you know, you you got to protect these people even though it's a part of their thing. So yeah, interesting side note. So again, yeah, fascinating. I, I thought the Queen Dynasty was really really interesting. So yeah, 100%. really cool, really cool. cool. Anyway. All right, we need uh, yes. a settlement then in the Krim dynasty. So right. we need to figure out where we are. Like, what so it gives us then one of these cities they had. So do you want to roll us a D... Should we do a D100 again? Uh, yes, I'll roll the 10s. Okay. Roll the I'll roll units. The, Sorry, no, I've just my D10. Oh, no, I'll pick another one. That's, oh, that's a 9 again. And a 0, so 90. Rothhold. Ah, oh, which they Rothold. do go to. Mm-hmm. Can I open that? <laughs> it doesn't no. just like. I that's the one, really. Oh, that's the one thing about D and D Beyond. Is you go, oh, it's lit up. Can I click Some, on it? Sometimes no. it does, and then sometimes it doesn't. We not, could. Not this one. Let's okay. Have a quick, have a quick look. Go for it. I'm gonna see if I can open it really quickly. Give me. There you go. Hey. Population eighty-eight thousand. Thirty percent humans, fifty percent dark elves, fifty percent. Yeah. So. So th- that's quite good that you've opened it as well, because mm. then the next bit is race, so you can determine mm. your character's uh, lin- uh, mm. race or lineage by consulting this section. So you can either roll the percentile dice, because obviously it's been broken up like that, or you can just choose, which I think is quite mm. nice. So again, you could just be coming up with the concept for your character, but now you've mm. got the home settlement stuff, like looking at the stats or the population stuff, and it's like, oh, so it makes sense that you would be this. But also at the same time, you don't have to mm. choose it. But I thought actually that's quite helpful. So instead of picking race first, it's like later on. So yeah. quite cool. 
No, it's cool. And it works because it's near the, the blight shore, so we can oh, sort of, of that makes sense. And you can figure out, yeah. It's that works out really with, well. Yeah, so maybe it works well. It's got a dock side, so that kind of works. We're, we're a sailor in the blight shore. So, that so kind do, of... do, we, do we want to work out uh, the race then? So do you want to roll for Yes. It? So if you if you go back to um, uh, your your tab, the rot hole tab. Oh, you, yes. you had it okay, there. Yes, here it's okay, sorry. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah we are. It's right, okay. you're, then we could... You're doing, a lot of, you're, you're doing a lot of the heavy lifting. I'm just there going, do this. So, <laughs> so, so what, do you want to just roll for the main ones that are there? So yes, I think not so. Not the other races. Okay, so we've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Well, look, well, but if you look, so it's, it's by percentage. So, obviously, yeah. if, if you roll... Ah. Whatever, okay, yeah. so let's do that then. Okay, right, so, so you roll the... I'll roll the, the tens. So, it's, the tens is a two. A three, twenty-three. So we're 23. a human. Hooray! <laughs> okay, we're a Sar- human. Sarwald, is a human. So there you yeah. go. There we are. Okay, fine, cool. Right, so then we have the family. The size of your hotel yeah. plays part of the size of your family. So villages in world are predominantly rural, so... So we're a city, aren't we? Yeah, we are a city. So our family size. Let's roll a D... Right. D100 again. D100 again. Let's see, we've got... Uh, th- uh, three... And a nine thirty nine, so That's we're nice. in the two oh, numbers of parents. Yeah. I mean two D four. I'm gonna roll a D four uh, and I'll, I'll roll, roll a D four. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, two on this side. A four plus Whoa. so two so so that's six siblings. Six, six siblings. So six two parents siblings. and six siblings. Jeez. Oh that's a, that already but that already has a really cool yeah. Like instantly, like here's here's the family unit you have. You're like, oh bloody hell! Uh, mm. Instantly to me, I'm like, I'm the youngest or yes. I'm the oldest, right? That that's literally what you have, and then you have to put names. <laughs> I actually quite like that. So you don't. It's not like oh, thing, you can again, you can always fiddle with these stats as well. But I was like, here's the family unit. You've got six. You have six yeah. siblings. You have to. Yeah, like that's that's a cool thing to play with. So instantly you have like. Should we roll a d6 to see which number we are? Come on, that's really randomised. Oh, oh, you do it. You do it. Because I've been okay, rolling lots of tens. So go for it. It's a five with the fifth child. Oh, see, oh, now we have a younger, oh. we have a younger sibling that we have to take care of. I feel of. it like I feel like we were the youngest and we were the special for a long time. You know, the little like the one that was yeah. really the baby, and then yeah. they had another one. Oh, that just and then really we, yeah, stab that you was in the heart. Really, really cute. But, <laughs> but you realise now that that youngest child is going to disappear, and you're going to have to go find it. Or ah, and that's know, why you've sailed the seas trying to. There you go. They okay. run away from home. There you run go. It's all, there we go. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Um, okay. So then, and then, so that's that's your family. Mm-hmm. Then you get to choose. You can choose the gender age of, of them. But you've got powerful family relationships. So yes. So it lets you choose one. So we need another D one hundred. So no. So so it says. Uh, so your first honest family. So sometimes you oh, hate. Yeah. They cuts roll a D three, and this is a number of powerful relationships. Let's let's but let's do one. Let's just make yeah, it easier okay. for ourselves. So we'll pick yeah. one. So. Alright, I'll roll the tens. Oh, it doesn't actually. It doesn't matter because it's oh. unless like because it is basically a tens. Well, as an eight, so if, whatever you rolled would be uh, the num. Yeah, what so did you roll? Uh, so I got a three. So thirty-eight. So it's thirty-one to forty. You uncover a secret about this family member, whether whether a tiny embarrassment or a life-changing scandal. They now seek to unve- unveil your dark secret. You gain one rival. Well, that's instantly an older sibling somewhere. Yes. Yes, the older sibling is up to no good. 
Yeah. So that currently we have one ally and one rival, and this rival is somewhere in the family, and this mm. ally, we can, we, I think we can come to that in a second. But already yes. you have these things yeah. picking up. I love it. It's just... This oh. is story. This is just story just building together, isn't it? So then, oh, you get the ally relationships then. So this is the other one. So, okay. so this will be our helpful person. Okay, I've got an eight. 85, so... You and this person were affected by powerful magic, and now you both share a telepathic connection that functions while you were within one mile of each other. That's pretty cool. I like that. Hey, Maybe oi that's oi. the young child, the younger one. The younger, the younger one, sibling. Yeah. Oh, I like that, yeah. All right. The older sibling yeah. was dabbling in dangerous magics. We caught them trying to enact some sort of dark ritual. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whilst doing that... We get caught up in the in the wild magic sprays going on. Suddenly we knock heads and wake up. The older brothers disappeared, yep. run away from home, mm -hmm. and we both can speak telepathically. Yeah. You as a sailor set off to find the older the older brother to take them to to, to, to see where they've gone, bring them yeah. home, say it's okay, or find out if they're doing bad. Yes. But you have yeah. to leave the younger one behind because they're too young. And then, then later on, yeah. guess who's going to get kidnapped? <gasps> what? No! <laughs> yes, the younger one's going to get kidnapped by the older one. <gasps> you're going to have to come back. You're going to have to save them. The family's going to be in peril. You're, you're going to you're gonna have to recruit the other three to come with you. To be like, yes. we need to save our sibling. That's oh, my your, goodness. That's, yeah, this is it. Okay. We've done it. We don't, we don't need Taldori or Wildman. We've made it. <laughs> yeah, this is it. <laughs> Coming to you as Critical Role-esque <laughs> episode campaign 4.9. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay, cool. Uh, that's that one. So we need the, another rival. Right, I was just saying we had... We don't need another rival, do we? No, we so can... I guess I guess because we've kind of... It's because obviously we've made we've made the rival from our family members. So I guess if you had more than one rival... I see. Then that you could it. do this one. So there's another table for that, which is pretty okay, cool. cool. And then you can give your ally and rivals some identity, so you can give them... Oh, should we make out what their older brother's turned into? A thousand you know? percent. Although yeah, it's going to be something really, like, mundane, because I can see on there you got you got bloody cultists and fanatic and stuff. Yeah. But um, I've got an eight again. Oh, okay. It's going to be either a major or a noble or an oh, assassin, so it could come be good. On. Six. Uh, noble. Noble. Ooh, interesting. So they've like gone that. off and become a no pretending to be a noble. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. They are um, using some sort of enchantment magic. They've they've taken, they've like killed mm. the noble. They've put them in the basement oh. and they're pretending and living out their life in in secret as this noble. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, in the city. Oh yeah, using their connections and stuff. In absolutely. the Korean dynasty's mains, in the main, in the main, in uh, uh, not Nicodra, what's it called? Nordranus, uh, uh, oh, Nordranus. Oh, you're asking the wrong person. I can't Gordranus, remember. Gordranus. Gordranus. Which, is, which is always confusing me because there's Nicordranus and, and then Gordranus. Gordranus. <laughs> but that's yeah, true. So that, you, yeah, because yeah, you imagine this noble obviously has got influential in the Kryn dynasty, but maybe he's trying to do some political stuff with like the Cerberus Assembly, yes. obviously with the magic, with the uh, The Dunamancy. Yeah, maybe he's, he's been dabbling in the Dunamancy. Oh. That's where it went wrong. And then he's now thinking, I'm going to take this... I and that idea almost like I need more of this is that the idea of the greed and stuff we were sort of talking about yeah. before this get, getting bigger and bigger and bigger until maybe 
man, could you imagine if they turned into a lich or something at the end and you had to stop this final four? Oh, wow. We're getting really into this, aren't we? Yeah, okay. Uh, we're doing it. We're doing but it. This with, is but, it. But with this, so with the noble stuff, you gain one fateful moment. So what are fateful moments? Then? Oh, what are fateful moments? Here we go. I'm a name vengeance seeking virtues that we've made our fateful moment because they in a, in a way, but come on, let's do it. Uh, well, you roll the d20 because I rolled the last d20. Okay, fine. Let's roll d20. Let's make it a good one. Come yeah, on. Yeah, come on. A three. A three. So you got a mysterious stranger gave you a gift that saved your life whilst you were lost in the wilderness. Roll on the ally and rival identity table to determine the identity of the stranger. Then roll on the magic item table to determine the item. If you roll a consume, if you roll a consume, a consume, ah, uh, if you roll an yeah. edible item, <laughs> you yes. roll again. Yeah. Ooh, okay. So I tell you what, okay. if you if you roll on the uh, rival and identity one, I'll roll on the magic okay, table. Okay, fine. I roll the d100. I roll two, so it's forty-seven. Yes. It's a guard. So it's a guard. And I rolled an eighteen. So that is uh, it's a potion of fiber, so that's a consumable. Let me roll again. Uh, let's see, 60. Uh, 60 is... Doo -doo -doo -doo. Spell scroll. Roll again, because there's a consumable. 13. Uh, that's a potion of fiber. Is it round? You know what, I'm just going to pick one. <laughs> just pick one now. It's not rolling for you on three. I, I'm just, I tell you what, I will pick a drift globe. So this idea of light, so you always see where you're going. So yeah, a drift globe, uh, if I look it up. Um, so a guard found us when we were trying on our search for this, um, for this, for our, for our evil uh, brother. Evil brother. Yeah. Evil I say evil brother. brother, younger sister. I get, we could always, we could always be children. I do, I do like the fact we Just, both went for older brother. <laughs> yeah. Like evil confirmed. older brother. Confirmed. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I and mean, it could be anything that. But yeah, so we were on the lookout, lookout for our for our evil older brother who's kidnapped stuff, and maybe we got lost in like the 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 yeah. grey grey wild wildlands. Yes. And then, and then this guard found us, gave us like, this light, saved yeah. our life. Uh, yeah, because we wouldn't have been able to see in the dark because we're human yes. as well. So here is a little yes. light thing to lead the way. So Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, and then oh. favourite food. <laughs> yes. So there's, that's just the one thing I absolutely love about this is that it's like, okay, so you do all the serious stuff. Here's some story stuff. But what is yeah. your favourite food? And you're like, oh. But it's so important. It's Very so important. important. Okay, go on. Do you want to roll for our favourite food, which is... Uh, so on the Eastern Wilders, we need a D8. D8. Okay. All right. I hope it's good. Uh, it's a two. It's yu yandel, grilled yuyo, a zucchini-like vegetable that grows in Roshona's sunless gardens. Spice and spice and rice. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I am a big fan of uh, zucchini. So, mm. Like, mm. so am I. Oh, you know what? Sort of, sort of sidebar to this. We need to do like a the cooking D and D, but we've I've done it before on we've done it before oh, yeah. on uh, DM's book club. But we could always yeah. like. Here's us making our version I'll make some of it. Of it. I'll, yeah, yeah I, we could I, be I, like, "How did it go?" Cut to Hamilton's kitchen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cut to my kitchen. Fire. Uh. <laughs> yeah, right, and then you see quickly in the background. Uh, I'm, I'm just ordering from Domino's. Like, yeah, Hello? exactly. Just on the internet, just <laughs> please. Oh, here's one I made earlier. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right, that's definitely something we're going to do at some point when we have time and possibly, yes. possibly. I can set up the camera in my kitchen. Yeah, Let's same, same, it. same. All right, what okay. else have we got for creating? Mysterious secret, I think yeah. is, and then we've got uh, prophecy. So mysterious secret, go on, give us a. That, you, I did last night twenty. All you right. give me a d twenty. All right, and then, then you can do the prophecy stuff. Okay, so this okay. one we're going. This is it's a natural one. 
Years ago, my best friend came to me in the middle of the night and gave me a key that glowed with an icy blue light. I never saw that friend again. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. So again, you could have that whole thing about going to the frozen north, perhaps, and maybe a bit mm. more like, you know, maybe maybe it's a bit like um, Sting from Lord of the Rings, where it glows when only certain things are nearby. Mm. So like, and it, excuse me, I know we've not talked about it, but it's like the hollowed ones, which is a new sort of uh, enemy. It feels a bit bit like the White Walkers, that's where bodies mm. are reanimated, but the souls left, and then there's just a little part of them still remaining, and they just go around. I, I maybe that's their soul. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, oh. And now they're a hollowed one. And they were just, yeah, they give us. And actually, it was more like a dream, but you kind of woke, you had, they kind of dreamt, came to you in the dream, and you woke mm. up with this key, but actually, mm. they didn't. So they came to you in the night, but really, that was their soul, when you need to then find them, the and hollowed, then, yeah. and then give them back their, key. their soul so they can. Yeah, give them back the soul maybe, or the key. And... Yeah. Oh. So, like, maybe they got caught under some sort of spell that then, mm. and in their dying moments, or the moment when their soul was ripped from their body, they came to their closest friend, which was you. And handed you, and then, and it was left as a trinket, which was like a key you had nearby or something like mm. that, that just became this blue, icy blue key. I love it. Oh, and already the the fact, you know, this is this has taken us like a you know thirty minutes or so just to chat through it, but because it's so exciting, and I just think 100%. there's something amazing sort of things where you're like, oh, and you just have all these little ideas, and now we have like almost like a full character, you know, obviously, yeah. and none of it is stat related really. It is all like hey. here's the background, here's all the stuff of it, and I just. We yeah. use the, I don't know if it's okay to say, but we use the better backstories thing on our pod, on the Dragon's Jewel. We've done mm. some episodes with that. And that's a card game that gives you prompts. And I mm. must admit, that's just a card game that gives you just like words. And sometimes you have a D10 table. But it, to be honest, anything that gives you a prompt, you realise, I think anyone has got the capability to, you just need a concept basis. You need something to yeah. work from. And once you've got like, even if you just pick random words about how, I think, you can come up with some great things. This is a fantastic resource. I'm not going to mm. say that this, that this is like this has got so much more detail than, than the other one. Yeah, um, and I think yeah, this... you, even just like even if you only take part of it, because obviously the settlement mm. stuff, that's just like yeah. Yeah, obviously that is very much into the critical role world and stuff like that. But if you have your own worlds exactly. and you're building up stuff, yeah. and you go okay, it uh, the continent you're on it splits up into four regions. Here they are; mm. they're all vaguely different. Let's mm. build up, and you could just build up the settlements and stuff like that. And they go, okay. I just think, yeah, it's just nice because then, the, yeah, here's your hometown. Here's, and it even says actually, if you're like, oh, if you are a traveller or if you're a nomad or even a sailor, it's like here you could always roll three times. As here's the last three places you were in. Mm. So you don't necessarily have to have an attached home. Hometown, I just, yeah. I just think that's I really think, cool. Yeah. I think the thing with the randomness as well is the. If you pick them, it, that's perfectly fine. But I do think what the randomness does is mm. that it just puts things into your brain that you wouldn't go for. That's mm. what I love about it as well. That you just they're just not there because we've all got cultural influences and references that we have, and so you can sort of and you will you do just get into your own spaces. But mm. these things bring out things that you just never know, and you'll always bring your own stuff into it. Anyway. I'm back. I'm back. Okay, what were, what were we talking about before I got cut out? I think you were saying one last thing before I got cut out. So I think I can't remember. <laughs> I can't Never remember. It was so long. You, I'm sure just, you'll you'll edit on you anyway. Whilst I, I think I, yeah, leave. I think I will. I'll figure it out. And I could. I think the point was it was um, we were just talking about that that the soul. I think that was it. And this yes. gem and the, the any yeah. I think that was all I can remember. We were at last time. So we're going to have a prophecy now. Yes. Which is so, going to influence our future. So 
That's your turn to roll. That's a D20. my turn. So this is interesting. So these are like, uh, so obviously you like f write down three aspirations or goals that you want for your mm. character and what you want to achieve over the course of the campaign. So again, it's another sort of session zero thing, which I think more and more people mm. are starting to do now that there's more of a storytelling yeah. role into this. And so, yeah, these prophecy goals should. There's like immediate goal, a long-term goal, or a, a goal to conclude your mm. character up. So we're gonna do just one, I guess, aren't we? Mm. So, it's really interesting because I first time I returned to D and D, so not mm. when I did two E, but when I came back to five E, my GM again, great GM who is a game designer generally. So mm. I don't know why that might be why, and had a very realised world themselves. We had a mm. session zero and really had to go through sort of backstory stuff and make mm. the place that we were from and stuff. So it's interesting that it, I always thought that was the norm until until I met other people going, oh, that's actually no, a lot of people just go for it. Wow, and I'm like, interesting. Oh. It's strange. It's weird how different. I guess. Uh, uh, hang on. Let's let's do this bit. But I have I have a point. I should come back to. So I'm gonna okay, roll the d twenty. Sorry. Let's roll go. The it's a seven. I will become a hero of the war between the Dwendalian Empire and the Kryn. I will be haunted by the atrocities I witness on the battlefield. Well, that's interesting. Coming from the Kryn dynasty as well. That's pretty. Well, I think that's maybe this is it then. So this is your journey. You, yeah. evil brother, you find out is a bit actually they're becoming a little bit like Essex so I'm going to try and change yeah. it up a bit maybe but they're dealing with some ne I'm going to say necromantic magics so like, they're, a, a, like a huge uh, like a, a broken away branch of the Cerberus assembly and maybe this is the relationship to the friend whose soul was taken as well oh, oh. Yes, that's going to that's going to be the twist that it's all connected oh it's all connected yeah and that's how and that's why they came to you the key unlocks something specific mm. But in the midst of this, you're trying to search for this necromancer who's trying to raise some... It may be going as far as raising a deity, turning himself mm. into a lich. You get caught up in the battlefield and you end up having to take on more than... You, you realise that there's bigger stakes here. Mm. My family back uh, in... in I forget where from now. Rothold. Rothold are going to be torn asunder if we don't sort this out and you become hero of a battle ah uh, but 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 what about the younger sibling i think we're gonna do a katniss everdeen where prim dies i think your sibling younger sibling whilst dies you're on, you're on the, the battlefield, battlefield that's when you take your eye off you and that's what haunts you is because you've taken your eye off your initial goal which is to find this evil yeah. half-brother and in that time when you're off saving the world and maybe you get a bit too in love with the idea of being a hero mm. you get some pride involved Absolutely. this sense of like accomplishment this time lord then, victorious yeah 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 and then you realize that in that intervening time whilst you're becoming a, a general captain or whatever that's mm. when your family actually loses and you've got and then it's oh. and then it's a quest <gasps> that's where the key comes in because the key will <laughs> unlock another soul and you bring back Oh, your, your sibling, the soul and that's how key. your friend and your friend sacrificed himself, and they knew this was going to happen. They saw a prophecy themselves, and it all ties in, and that's the end of the story. In. Wow, we have to, yeah, you have to get to get that through the campaign, though. But I, I love that idea. That's no, what, I again, that's, but that's something that again you're setting up as a DM, thinking like, well, that's the thing. It's for the DM, isn't it? Like, I'm like, okay, that's how I'm making this character pick. Yeah, like, I think, I yeah. think and, and you can offer it there, and then again, it's that sort of collaboration. It's like, oh yes, and and that not so sure. I, yeah, I think those are like perfect breadcrumbs. Mm. Look at that, that's so cool. Like, and yeah, all this stuff. No, we love our tables, and we love this sort of thing. Mm. I think this this whole yeah, this hero uh, heroic heroic chronicle and this prophecy stuff 
really interesting and really cool to do uh, a, a like a backstory for your campaign. Now, yeah. you were saying just now about this, yes. like, your session zero, really yeah. in depth. You created your own hometown and stuff like that. Really mm. cool. I saw someone tweet recently. I won't name them because those were, and they said they don't like having um, their characters or themselves, their players, doing work. They come to have a good time on 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 the game. Mm. You know, they, you know they're happy to help, but if you if they're asked too many questions, they're like, no, I I don't want to do the work. I find that's really interesting because as my sort of play style is, I usually ask questions. I usually say to get people in, mm. they're getting warmed up and stuff. I go, okay, what's one thing you spot on your journey there that yeah. you go, you, you notice that's something different. It doesn't impact the story, but it's like I notice that because my character's like this, and it's just like gets them to think in that character. So something like that, what you're saying, that really in-depth character building stuff. I don't know, like I, I for me, I'm like. That's I'm all about that. I'd love that sort of thing because I know that we're going on to a bigger campaign and you're exploring all the stuff that you've created. But if you're a new person who's just trying it out, they're like, "Oh, that's a little bit much for me." So I, I find it really interesting. What do you think about that? That's, that's idea about the player GM workload in creating stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I've always, I mean, it's, so in my campaign that I ran uh, at the begin, so I started. We started a new campaign. Um, uh, beginning of the lockdown mm-hmm. and I had so with the same people with the GM that had the session zero so I sort of took on what they did and sort of mm-hmm. said okay like you you know I, I used the same format he had which is a good series of questions that was mm-hmm. like where are you from who are you what's your like there was some yes I can't remember them all off the top of my head but I could find them but mm-hmm. I used the same thing but one of them came to me and said ah, you make it up for me like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not sure, sure about this. I'm not a writer. I don't know. Mm. You know. So I was like, okay, fine. So I made them. Uh, I made them a clone of a wizard that escaped, and they have no memory of it. Oh. And then suddenly the wizard's coming after them to get get them back. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. It was like, well, that came, free yeah. reign. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gave me free reign. You're getting. You're getting. You're gonna have to deal with this because I'm gonna force some wow. RP on you. Because if you're not gonna do it, then. I'm... So How interesting. It was fun, yeah. and no, and actually they really went with it, and and actually having the freedom with one character was actually quite good. It was quite nice to have that sort of to create mm. a, a BBEG that they no one was able was aware of from their backstory. Because I love to have it all tied into the backstory, the story that mm-hmm. I'm creating. Mm-hmm. But it was nice to have one that was tied to a backstory that they was a secret still for them in some yeah, respects. So. I like that. Yeah, that's so interesting. Like, yeah, I think that I, I definitely for me, I like I like a bit of both. But I quite like that if somebody was really struggling and like, all right, give me some literally yeah. anything and I will make something for you. And obviously we can tweak it from there. And I think because obviously yeah. as we're very creative stuff anyway. But yeah, anyway, so I just thought that was really interesting. And I, yeah, no, yeah, the, it is. I think and I'm not saying you have. To, yeah, exactly. I totally agree. You don't have to do it. And if your players aren't up for it, then perfectly fine. Like it's mm-hmm. a different it's the game is open. I don't yeah. think any of us have ever said you have to play D and D this way because I never would because there's about a billion ways to uh, cut this cheese and it's no no but it's true. and the critical role is the only the one way term. of doing it I think yeah. before we end like I said obviously we've, we've yeah. fairly scratched the surface but we, I did because you you sent me something you were like I'm gonna do this and I was like oh I guess I'll do one as well so oh yes let's oh, talk yes. about the gifts of divergence so we kind of talked about a bit about this idea of um, the yes. prime deities the betrayer gods and stuff and yes this vestiges age of... of divergence so I'll quickly yes. find it in the wild man campaign Please here do. so yeah essentially um, so we sort of talked about this big war and stuff and then the mm. the, the, the uh, we we the, the people of Alexandria asked for the help from the deities but when obviously that didn't go well and they had the calamity and the 
prime de- deities sealed themselves away along with the Petregos beyond the veil, they gave mm. out artifacts or they gave out articles uh, during the battles and stuff to be like yeah, here to, to my champions champions acolytes, basically their main champions yeah that was it that's it and it gives some advice on how you would create it in general now we've done mm. on dm's book club before making magic items and artifacts before mm. but obviously this is quite nice because a little twist into it like it gave some really mm. cool examples and stuff and like you know hey take one of the gods take you know think about what you want to do and then do the following yeah. process so yeah. you created your own vestige of divergence so do you want to and you created oh well actually yours comes up first oh does it oh no so, oh no <laughs> well no i could do i could quickly just la, 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 la. no you don't look at it look. yes i made a vestige of divergence yes. so yes. i made the cloak of the jaeger mm. right so i saw this as the hunt uh it could be the wild mother but it was sort of similar to the dawn father's um I forgot the name of the, the wolf that sort of protects the mm. wolf, but you, I see it as you could you could implement this to any of the sort of druidic or ranger style mm-hmm. deities if you so wished. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, this is our little like I, I, I did a little bit of graphic design. Did some drawing, guys. Did some bloody drawing. <laughs> he sent me that picture. I was like, well, I have to create one now. Bloody yeah, I hell. did a little drawing of a cloak. <laughs> so the idea is that uh, so I'll read my little bit of text. Yes, please. This do. legendary cloak worn by each huntress of a long lost sect that kept at bay that which lurked deep in the darkest corners of the lands holds an affinity to the wilds it once crept. So it has a, and then it has three states. So each of these have a three states. They have a dormant state, which is you just you find when you find it, mm-hmm. uh, an awakened state, which is so as you level up, but also as you gain attunement in a more philosophical way or however yeah, a familiar you sort of, way or something. But yes, like you get or, you use it more says, and more. Yeah, or even you might reach at a climactic moment. You're in a in a mm. moment of peril, and somehow it, it awakens for you. Uh, but yeah, so it has these three states, and then the exalted state is normally when you're at about level 12, 13, I think it was, and eight was the, the awakened. So the dormant one is the bearer gains advantage on all survival and nature checks. So it's, it's kind of a, you know, it's a good hunter's cloak, mm-hmm. very good if you're going to track things. Mm-hmm. So then the awakened state, a quickened flash of the cape as it moves through the air with a lightness of feathers and a sharpness of steel. Before I could even react, I'm sort of going into single person there. It's very badly written. (laughs) This is done in an hour, okay? Yeah. Uh, Once awakened, the following advances are bestowed. You gain advantage on all initiative texts. This is quite quite OP, by the way. Oh, yeah. You gain plus two to your dexterity score. So that's basically plus one modifier. Mm -hmm. And then you also add plus 10 feet to your movement speed. So I see this as, again, it's this sort of hunter, you know, you're you're going to be quick off the bat. And I have this, the idea is that the cape starts moving a bit like Doctor Strange as it kind of moves <gasps> a bit for you. So it's sort of, uh, yeah, so that's why it sort of moves. Did I even react? It sort of, it kind of gets me out of the way. It gives you that additional dexterity. Mm-hmm. And then so in its cool. exalted state, yes. it now holds itself aloft in the air and flows on currents untold, twitching at sounds even I can't hear. I wonder now if it's I who wears the cape or if it is <laughs> but the other way round. Da, da, da. Yeah, I know. So again, I had an hour. So this is yeah. where it's. Once exalted, you get this. You can no longer be surprised because it will just... it will. Like, it's there. It. Points. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Plus three, which will mean you probably get yourself up into another modifier stream. And then um, dexterity. And I have this one, which I sort of took from which you didn't talk about, the campaign homebrew rules, which in Taldore, but this sort of idea of being able to resolve yourself to keep... And I used this... I tried to make a, a Jaeger class before, and I kind of had this as well, which is that 
Once you have a quarry, you can treat a short rest as a long rest once per day for your con score minus 10 days. Ooh, that's pretty right? good. Yeah. So, like and that. so then... And so once you've completed your quest, you will then gain the number of exhaustion points equal to the times you use this feature and must rest for that number of days per exhaustion point to overcome them. So that you can resolve yourself to just take a quick cat nap for three or four, for three days, let's say, whatever your con modifier is. But at the end of it, you're going to need to sleep. <laughs> you know, yeah, you, like you have, you, otherwise you are exhausted. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So it's that. So oh. I sort of see the idea that, yeah. And I think that would be a useful thing, like the ability just to get rid of some of those so yeah. short rest to make them gain some if it's a ranger as well yeah <laughs> definitely that's oh that's so cool and i yeah I, I love that like again like it really ties into a story and, and that idea that you were tuned to it and I, again lots of flavor in there so i thought that that's really really cool so i saw that and i was like yeah oh, it is okay. completely different <laughs> yeah and you're gonna go you're gonna go you went for uh, went, what was it you so went they're for, called they're the called uh, the, the Portray Artifacts. Arms of the Prayer. Arms of the Portrayers, that's it. Uh, yeah, so again, again, going back to these sort of lesser gods that have been sort of left in Exandria after the Betrayer gods have sort of left. And so I was looking through and I was thinking to myself, what do I find horrible? And obviously it is spooky season. Uh, yeah. So I was like, hmm, uh, Vesh, this idea of like almost like a fae-like creature, but it's undying, so all these zombie stuff. And her little her little section is pretty gross. This idea yeah. that she's like again, it's looking for her mate and will consume them. And she's, she's married men- to the character in season one. Is she? Well, there you go. I yeah, it, the uh, he's forgotten his name. I'm he's very b- by Will, who was in. Um, no he's way! A child actor Will. Will Wheaton? No, not I... Will. No, oh, no. Uh... oh, the other guy. Yes. Oh, we're very bad at this. I had not realised that. Anyway, the point is that he mm. this this yeah, this idea of like zombie s type thing. So I and her symbol. Kishore. 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 There you go. This idea that, uh, again, this idea of her eyes and this claw stuff. So I came up with the Ring of Vesh. And mm. looking at it, um, the Betrayer properties, artifact properties, it doesn't really say too much for the uh, vestiges per se, but in Betrayer properties, mm. it says it's similar to, to the same mm. manner of it, essentially. There's a dormant state, there's a, an awakened state, and there is a uh, exalted state. So in this one, it said, like, okay, for the dormant state, it has one minor beneficial property and one detrimental one, which... Um, Weirdly, I don't have it up right now, but I will get that up. Uh, Sorry, boring, boring, boring. Mm -hmm. Whilst I open my own, well, your document. Uh, So yeah, in Dormant, uh, the minor benefit is whilst attuned to this uh, artifact, you can't be charmed or frightened. Pretty cool if you're at a a lower level. The Mm. detrimental one, though, is when you're attuned to it, animals within 30 feet of you are hostile. So again, in my head, it's like that that idea that they can sense something you know when dogs bark at evil things and vampires I was like yes. that's what I was thinking like oh something's not right so everything against you uh, when it's awakened the minor benefit is that you get a third level spell as cho- mm-hmm. yeah, the DM chooses you and you can cast it as many times uh, as as possible again on a roll one to oh no it, roll it sorry I got this one roll a d6 on a one to five you can't cast it again until the next dawn but it's like a free spell and of course mm-hmm. I was like animate dead that makes sense it's <laughs> a third level spell uh, the minor detrimental property of the Awakened One, though, is when you're attuned to this artifact, uh, your floor is like, amplified in a way that is determined by the DM. So I'm thinking this idea of like this emotionless, empathetic uh, way around dying itself. Like mm. it's, So you might 
not go save your friend who's just fallen down. Oh, yeah, she's like, sort of just like, just like ambivalence to death. Exactly. She's like, or, or be willing to yeah. put yourself. You're not going to run away. Yeah. It's like, what's the point? Mm. What's it's the like, point? Yeah. So, but of course, it, it could be depending on the floor as well. So anything like that. So anything lacking emotion, I thought would be quite good. And then the exalted mm. one, uh, which you only get a major beneficial sort of property. You get a, a level seven spell, similar to yes. that previous one. And I was like, finger of death. <laughs> Of course it, it was. Of course it was, because it's an awful spell, but it's such yes. a cool spell. It is so. such a cool and there's a little picture of it there. I did yeah. a little sketch. I love of it. Eye in there. But what I suggest we do mm-hmm. is we're going to tidy this up. Yes. And we'll put it on the DM skills. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Why don't we just do that, right? Yeah. We just put a little vestige. I said two vestiges on there. We'll put it. Pay what you want. Pay what you want, yeah. Pay what you want, but you can go on there. We'll put a little nice little cover on it. Yeah. And if you want DMs, DM book club. Yeah. Let, let us, let us know if you ever use it. That'd be that'd be cool. Yeah. And we'd love to see if you use it. And yeah, just go find it there. And if you use the link, there you go. www.dragonsteel.co.uk forward slash DMs guild, all one word. That's our affiliate link, and that means if you buy anything on there, we get a little boost. But if you just go and get this, pay what you want. Just do that, and it's yeah. just. It's always oh. nice. How well, look, I mean, amazing. Like, we've created so much content <laughs> for us and also had a great time. Um, yeah, I, I, was there anything else we wanted to quickly there talk about? There is one thing <gasps> I want to talk about because breaking news today when of we course. recorded this, which is just a week before. Mm-hmm. But look at this page Critical Role, Call of the Nether Deep, the first major adventure set in Critical Roles of, Roles, World of Exandria, has just been announced. Literally. <laughs> 10 minutes, like 20 minutes before we started recording this, I went to D&D Beyond and it comes up saying, by the way, pre-order it now. And I was like, what? So yes. How blooming oh. coincidental. But yeah, yeah. available so, March 15th. So this is so this is very interesting. So instead of like an actual campaign setting, it feels, yeah. you were saying that it was like it's new adventures and, and creatures yeah. and things. So it's all, and, and obviously it's, it's with the run-up to Marquette mm. and stuff like that. So it has already been developed and stuff. So yes. very interesting. I'm very excited. I wonder if it is the same story or not, but it, at least mm. it says it definitely is going to introduce a bit more of the waste of Zorhas, which we did see a bit of in the in the last campaign. And there is some in Wildmount, but also the continent Marquette will also be introduced as well as Ankarel, which is the main um, city, Oasis mm-hmm. City there, which is where mm-hmm. Jump, Jump, Jump. I'll, oh, I've forgotten well, his name now. There's too many names available. There's too many names. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And there is there is actually... Sorry, I completely forgot to say. So again, there's some incredible mm. minor characters in both these books. And obviously they've got mm. a really cool description of each one. Of the, and, you know, like, if you go into, like, yes. the Dwarven Empire, here's, like, five NPCs that are quite important. So, like, the kings mm. and stuff like that. What I will say, though, um, and I've not seen any other book do this. I know probably Homebrew does it quite a bit. Um, it gives, obviously, genders and alignments and stuff. But it, there is inclusions of non-binary and agender uh, minor mm. characters as well, which is quite cool. Like again, I and I know more recent books are saying like, hey, make it up, or you know, or they can be whatever. And it, and obviously giving that freedom, but to actually see that printed in a D and D book, I don't think I've ever seen that. And I was like, that's really cool, actually. Yeah. So I was, that's I did mean to point that out. Earlier. And I think Critical Role has has been very good at trying to promote m- more of that sort of inclusivity into their shows. And I think that's that was one thing that I think actually it did really well for D and D. I don't. I can't say if that's the only one that was doing it. I don't know sure. enough. But all I remember mm-hmm. from it is thinking, this is playing actually really good intricate mm-hmm. characters that are not just your tr- generic, you know, binary characters. Yeah, seeing 
or seeing characters portrayed in such ways, like in obviously a positive light and as being yeah. uh, regular everyday things. I think that yeah. is so, it's just seeing yeah. that representation, you know, and the same with diversity as well. I know Critical Role are making progress yes. to try and be more diverse because that's one of the things that yes. has been leveled against. No, there them. is, there is that. And I'm not, yeah, exactly. There is still, there are still diversity issues that, that need to be addressed. But I think at least in terms of, um, Sexuality has been definitely much more broadened mm. to in that than in the other than other shows beforehand. So that's really mm. positive. I, actually, again, I'm going to give another recommendation out there. Um, mm. So again, if you're if you're thinking, oh, I want more shows that are diverse, stuff, I actually do want to promote uh, Rivals of Waterdeep, um, which is an all-black um, POC uh, cast. And they, what's really cool about them, though, so they're on their eleventh season. It started like three years ago, and I must say, each of the, so every time they do a season, it's always it was like a, you know ten episodes of that. It's a different GM from one of the players. So it's rotating players and stuff there. All of them are very good. Quite a few of them actually are on uh, Mother uh, Into the Motherlands, which is their other sort of uh, show as well. So I would highly recommend if you want to see some interesting and different DMing from uh, different GMs from each season. Rivals of Waterdeep for sure. I, I need to catch up because it's it's one okay. of those ones that's really really interesting. So again, if yeah. you want, if you're looking for a fix, uh, and you think oh, not so sure about Critical Role because it's too long in episodes. Their episodes are like two hours long, and you can dip in at any point at the start of the seasons because they do a great recap as well. Okay, cool. cool. Awesome. Oh, I have to check that out. There's a there's so many good. There's so many oh, I know there. it's not enough time. It's not enough time. But I think for now we'll put Taldore and Wildmount to rest. Thank you so yes. much, Hamilton. This is Thank I, you. I'm actually so excited for season three now. I'm, I'm really looking forward uh, yes. to it. And I'm actually really excited to, because they're doing a new way of, of scheduling as well. They're going to do three episodes on, one episode off, like building mm. in breaks. Very good. You don't having no DM yes. burnout, etc. Yeah. Uh, all pre-recorded as well, which I also think is really good because as you and I both know, it's so much easier to do stuff when it's pre-recorded. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. And I think, uh, yeah, I think also just as well, DM burner, I think it's nice just to have that break for everyone as well yeah. sometimes just to because mm -hmm. they are big episodes. And, yeah. you know, if you want to keep up with it as it's going along, having mm -hmm. to every week find mm -hmm. three, four, maybe seven hours to to watch it. To, is, yeah, um, to dedicate it. I do believe they're going to have something in the week off, though, whether it's like a one shot mm -hmm. or whether it's just other content. So, so that'd be really cool as well. But yeah, it's yeah. going to be it's going to be an exciting time. And I think yes. whether you're just starting on your critical role journey or if you're a veteran like me and Hamilton, you're like, oh, God, here we go again. <laughs> It's it's good fun and it's it's yes, a good exactly. it's, it's just a nice example of seeing how D and D has impacted not only the lives of these players and this DM but also yeah. you know, quite a lot of the community as well. Yeah. So. Hundred percent. With all that out, with all <laughs> yes, with all that out of the way, Hamilton, yes. is there anything you'd like to plug? What's happening with Dragon's Duel? What's happening with Dragon's Duel? Well, yeah. we would have finished and we have finished now season two. We will have done. We're going to be planning at some point a. We've got our ultimate dragon supremes from each season uh now and they are going to have a, a battle off in a game show at some point in october nice but then we have just we're just having some fun plans in the background that i can't quite say yes to to what they are yet mm. but the only thing i can say is that the podcast of season two will finally be coming out because <laughs> i have some time. been really bad at it and so i've recorded all my intros and outros I've recorded all the bits for it. I just need to put it together and get it out there. And it'll be coming out on Mondays for the first part, which would be your your body stuff, your strength, 
uh, Dex and Con, and then on Thursdays with the, the mind ah, stuff. So, yeah. Splitting it up, very clever. Int, int very Wiz, clever. and Charisma. And then for some of them on a Sunday, you'll get some backstory shows, like we mentioned mm. earlier, and then the one-shots we did from season one and season two later on. Fabulous. On so you've got, you're not missing out on any of that good, good Dragon Jewel content. Or you just go to the YouTube and watch it there, because it's all there already. Yeah, it's there as well, but also, you know, yeah. if, you, if you're one of those people who's like, no, I like just listening on my, on Apple yes. Podcasts, on Spotify. Yes. No, do that, and please do. Listen yeah, to please it do that. And, and do some that. of them you might, you'll probably watch and then go, well, listen to, and then a couple of them have very visual heavy, because we do Pictionary rounds just that's the only round that you will have that you'll probably be like well this is not this and it's probably it does sound stupid when you listen to it as well but you might just want to just go to the youtube just for those there's only like three episodes that happens in but yeah hey hey i think you should i think you go to youtube watch it and then go listen to it so the numbers are yeah yes do that do both forget critical role just (laughs) yes dragons just watch dragons jewel on repeat uh, well, speaking of what about Spotify, you? Yeah, Fiona. speaking speaking of podcasts, um, I my name is Fiona. I run the What Am I Rolling podcast, a twice monthly RPG one shot podcast. As always, it is going very very well. Um, I I have written down what's coming up, so I'm yeah. not going to be floundering around for stuff. So on the 17th of October, we have the ultimate RPG backstory guide, um, where basically I'm just going to go through some of the prompts. Um, uh, the person from uh, the host, sorry, of uh, one uh, one shot podcast, James Damato. Mm-hmm. He wrote two books, and I it was quite. You did them before, didn't you? We did, we did do them before, and I thought, why not do them on the other podcast where they might be also <laughs> as successful? Um, yes. so, <laughs> so we're going to have some of that. But then after that, on the thirty first of October, and then the fourteenth of November, we'll have the release of Vert, the uh, basically an RPG system based on the uh, the books by uh, Paul Noon. Or Jeff Noon. I don't um, know these books. I've not heard them. It's, I'm, I'm have to check them out. Yeah, I think so. Um, so they're based on that, but using the cipher system, which is a very straightforward system. Yes. Um, Vert is essentially, if you imagine train spotting, but with cyberpunk elements to it, and then set, oh, cool. and then set in Manchester. So it's always really cool things put into one. Um, and it was yeah. a lot of fun. We had Rob, who's on a podcast who I don't know, but I will definitely put in the uh, the show notes for this. Um, uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember, but he was very, very good. He's from Manchester himself. So it was, as, as someone who used to live in Manchester, I felt very, very at home. So um, I do check that out. So that will be out on Halloween yeah. and then the 14th of November. And then finally, of course, we have an offer code for Third Space Gaming, a, your local friendly game store in Burnley. Um, mm. If you want to get 10% of your first offer, you just put in the uh, put in the offer code DMBC into checkout, and it can be on anything you want, whether it's a new RPG book, whether it's new dice, if you want to do some more rolling and make some of your own heroic chronicles, whatever mm. it is. So that's DMBC into checkout. And there cool. we go. That's, I think that's all the plugs. Oh. I think that is all the plugs. Yeah, and that is I, that's everything I've got to plug. <laughs> so oh. we do, but come back every week to see us here at uh, on the Twitch channel. That's the other thing. If you're I listening, completely to this, you're forgot we do this yeah, on Twitch. <laughs> it is on Twitch. That's the other one. So I have remember one. If you do want to watch this live, or not, li- but you want to well, with a you visual watch this element, live. yes. When we've got we've got pictures, we've got we're showing bits of the of the books that we're going through and mm-hmm. our vestiges. You can see our pretty vestiges. You can find that on twitch.tv forward slash dragons underscore jewel, mm-hmm. and we're on a Thursday at nine p.m. British time and four p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. Apart from in a couple of weeks when it's all weird, but we'll just stick out over that every time. Just 9, 9 p.m. 
at, British, yeah, time. at British time, so GMT or BST, but it will be yeah. GMT from Halloween onwards. Exactly. So, there yes. you go. Yeah, and yeah. yes, and uh, well, Hamilton, what's happening next week? It is Halloween, after all. It is Halloween, and so for that, we are going to be looking at the Ghost Walk campaign. It is a very esoteric not very well known 3e campaign guide we talk about it really more from this very interesting theory that it has of the the dead walk you mm-hmm. when you die you turn into a ghost which is not like any other ghost and they they can sort of still exist in the world but in this this incorporeal form mm-hmm. and the land of the dead is a physical location that one can access and go yeah. to so we talk all about that yeah very might Put that into your DT campaign. Exactly. No, it's very fascinating and really interesting as well. I'm sure we'll be doing lots more other sort of campaign settings from previous editions as well. Obviously, yeah. well, again, if you've watched this, yeah, because we've had the future of DD one, obviously, the more yeah. settings being revealed and, and sent exactly. out and stuff. So who knows what other settings might, might suddenly reappear in five editions? Exactly. So we mm. might have to do more deep delves into those. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, yeah, that is next week. I'm excited for that. Yeah, it is. Well, until next time, friends, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you uh, soon. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.